On today's show, I talk with Disneyland pro Amanda about her trip to Walt Disney World. This is WWW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 169. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. Today I talk with Amanda. Amanda lives out in California. She is a Disneyland pro. I She never referred to herself as a pro. I would consider her a pro though. They go multiple times a year. They have family out in that area, so they know Disneyland really well. This was their first family trip to Disney World. So we talk about all sorts of things. We talk about the differences, not only in the parks themselves and the rides themselves, which, you know, she was there with kids. So everybody had a vote on which which ride they thought was better as far as the duplicate rides at the at both parks. But but we also talk about the difference in planning. She was the planner of the group. Um, she used standby skipper. She also used a service. I have not used it yet, but I have a link for it in the show notes called add more magic, which really had me intrigued when she discussed it. So I'm definitely going to be trying that one out because it sounds like that could be a useful tool and it, it did work for her. So we discussed that. We also discuss extended evening hours for deluxe resort guests. And I thought this was really interesting because I just did the paid hours at Epcot, um, the after hours event, which I really liked. There were some some complaints as far as, you know, Epcot's a, a big park, big footprint, a lot of walking back and forth to try and get everything in, a lot of go, go, go. So this free evening hours, extended hours for deluxe resort guests, even shorter amount of time. So I was really curious to see how she felt about that was the value there because, you know, you're paying more for this deluxe result. So is it actually a perk? So we talk about that. They also did the Epcot fireworks cruise, those pontoon boats that take you out into World Showcase Lagoon are back. So they did that. A lot of really, really great stuff. And the record heat, her trip overlapped with mine. So she too was dealing with some insane heat and she was there even longer and the heat did not give up the entire time she was there. So um, those are the highlights of the trip. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and let Amanda take it away. Amanda, how are you today? I already told you I'm kind of tired, but I'm (laughs) I'm very happy to be here. All right. You're tired. Yes. Because you just got back from Disney world. Why don't you tell us the dates of your trip? We left on June 8th and we returned on June 15th. So we were there a full week. How many people were in your, in your group? It was my husband and our two boys that are 12 and 10. Okay. So just a family trip. Where were you guys staying? We did a split stay. We started at Pop for three nights and then we moved over to Yacht Club for four nights. Okay. We had overlapping trips and I was also at Pop during this time. Um, So this will be interesting. We, before we started recording, we're talking about the heat. So I'm dying to hear if you suffered as much as I did. So we will definitely get into that because it was pretty brutal. Um, All right. So a split stay with Pop and Yacht Club, what made you decide to do these two resorts and why the split stay? Well, we had priced out the different levels and we could have stayed at a moderate for the entire seven nights, but we decided that we prefer the benefits of the deluxe with the extra magic hours or the extra evening hours. And my boys really wanted to stay at like kind of themed hotels. So I felt that pop would give them that. And then yacht would 
suffice for me. The best of both worlds. I was just talking to a farm. I'm going um, later this year to Disney with a girlfriend. And we were talking about the resorts over the like Beach Club, Yacht Club and Boardwalk, which are all right there by Epcot. And she described it as like, like old people was the vibe that she used, which I don't think is fair necessarily. But that was the the words that she used. Um, but compared to pop, I mean, it is a totally different feel. And so if you've got a 10 and a 12 year old, I can see how pop would appeal to them. And for you and I who are old, or maybe you're not old, I'm old. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I, I feel the, old. <laughs> the, I was like, I, give me the old person vibe all day long. I'm fine with that. So that I can no. see then Yacht Club being appealing for the adults as well. Um, and, but so, and you guys also took advantage of the evening hours at Yacht Club. So I'm excited to talk about that as well once we get into it. Okay, so where are you guys traveling from? From where we live in Central California. So we've never been to Walt Disney World. We've been to Disneyland more times than I can count. So I feel like we are pretty Disney pros, but this was a whole nother beast <laughs> with four parks. Yeah. So who did the planning then? I assume it was you. Yes. A hundred percent. How did you find the planning for Disney World compared to Disneyland? Well, you I had to be very organized because it's 60 days out from each of my stays that's when I had to book everything. So that was one of the only drawbacks to the split stay was having to wake up twice because for me, it's 3 a.m. to do the booking. And we wanted to do a fireworks cruise that leaves from the Yacht Club. And so I had to actually call. It wasn't just online as well. That's a good point. You don't. So when you would normally with a Disney resort stay, you would get 60 days out plus the entire number of days of your trip. So if it's, you know, a seven night trip, you get 60 days out plus seven days to book all of your stuff. But because you changed resorts, it was 60 days plus what, like three days then. Yeah. And then, and then three days later, 60 days, 60 days out again, you had to rebook. So, okay. And with that time difference, that's brutal. (laughs) Um, Okay. How long is that flight? That's a long flight to get there. It was over five hours there and it was way longer on the way back. I'll get into it, but there was some weather on the way back. So. All right. Why don't you talk to us about your arrival day? Did you arrive with, that's all, you know, that's a long travel day. Did you arrive with any time to do anything that first day? Our, our flight arrived about 6 PM and we initially had booked a shuttle for my family, but then I was pricing out how much Ubers and Lyfts were. And because my kids don't need car seats anymore, it actually worked out cheaper. So I canceled the shuttle and we did Uber and Lyft and it was, it was awesome. They were all super clean and it picked us up right outside of baggage claim. And we got to our resort right about seven. So it was still light out and it was actually felt really nice that evening. Um, I had Instacarted some food that was arriving, set to arrive around that time. And it, as luck would have it, he arrived in the parking lot like five minutes before we got there and waited for us. Oh, that's nice. So we nice. didn't have to go to the lobby. Yeah, he brought our food to our room. So it, we had snacks and breakfast items and some waters. Which resort were you starting at? Uh, at Pop. At Pop. And okay. we were in the, we ended up in the 50 section on the first floor in building two. And it was perfect. It was there wasn't a view, but that's not why we were staying at Pop. And it was quiet off of the, it's kind of off the pool area, but 
face, kind of facing the parking lot, but there's enough foliage that you couldn't really see the cars. I know, you know, typically with a resort room, you would want a view, but I find in the value resorts facing the parking lot is often better because it's quieter when you're facing the pool or, or one of the, you know, common areas, it can get loud at those value resorts. So I don't mind facing the parking lot. I don't need a view at a value resort. And it was close to close ish to the Skyliner. So that's we I had requested either 50s or 70s and we were happy in the 50s. That's great. That's great. Okay. So the first night I'm guessing you're not really doing much. No, we just walked over to Art of Animation so the boys could see all of the theming they have over there with the cars and everything. And that's where we ended up eating. That's where we had some confusion with the difference between mobile ordering and walk up because not all of their food was available for mobile order. And so that, so we like mobile ordered some stuff and then my older son wanted pizza, but the slice of pizza was not on the mobile order. So we had to wait in line for that. So that was kind of frustrating because we hadn't dealt with that before at Disneyland. Like you just mobile order and pick it up and everything's right. I don't know why that's, I don't know why that's the case. I found too, there'll be certain menu. Like I knew I was at Magic Kingdom and I knew I wanted an iced coffee and I knew they had it at Friar's Nook. But it's not on the mobile order. So I had to go and stand in line. So it's, yeah, I don't know why they do that, that certain items aren't on the mobile order. But that, you're right, that is um, the case. What did your kids think of the theming? I mean, this was the whole point of the split stay. They loved it. Yeah, we took a lot of pictures, especially at Art of Animation. But they also appreciated the, like, we were, since we're in the 50s, it was the Lady and the Tramp, the, like, ginormous statues. And then we were close to, like, the jukebox area. And they they loved it until we got to yacht and then I didn't realize that I'm raising like bougie kids that loved <laughs> they loved yacht club so so it was good but it was a good balance to have both I think so after we ate dinner we we did end up we were walking back from art of animation and we we're like the skyliner's right here why don't we just jump on it and see how far we go so we we went all the way to Epcot on the sky well we had to transfer but we we went all the way to epcot and then just turned around and got back on because we realized it was right about nine o'clock when epcot was closing and i was like i don't want to have to wait in line (laughs) since we're not even at a park yeah yes you would have to wait in line if you're there at park closing too (laughs) and then we ended up seeing the fireworks from the skyliner on the way back so that was awesome and not planned oh something i didn't mention is my our phones did not open our room door so we ended up using our magic bands and they worked flawlessly. And when we went, we went to the lobby and they said the same thing. They were like, just use your magic band. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, I have only gotten my phone to do it a handful of times and I get so frustrated. I'm like, frustrated. And I, yeah. And, you know, there have been trips. I don't do it anymore. But early on when they when that was a newer feature, I was, yeah, that's what I'm I'm going to do. I'm going to test it out and it's going to be great. And so I didn't even bring a magic band. And I was like, what what was I thinking? Because it it worked one out of 10 times trying to unlock the room with the phone. So the key to the world or the magic band uh, are the way to go. (laughs) And we all got magic band pluses because we'll be able to use them at Disneyland. That was the only reason I, I I was going to do the cheaper ones. And I was like, well, if we can use them again, then I'll just. Yeah, if you're Disneyland regulars, that makes sense. Um, okay, so let's talk about your first actual park day. Where are you guys headed on day one? So our first day was at Magic Kingdom. Um, I woke up at before seven to buy Genie Plus for $25. And then something that you also, I think, have started using is Standby Skipper. So we used Standby, standby Skipper on this trip. Um, it took a little, there was a little bit of a learning curve 
on how to choose choose different rides, but it was very helpful. That's funny because I just so I recorded just the other day about my trip, and I was like, "Standby Skipper's great," but this app is it's like a cartoon. Let's just make it obvious that you click it. I was like, how do I pay? I couldn't figure it out at first. Just take my money. How do I pay for this? I don't know. It was not as intuitive as it should have been. You definitely have to watch videos before or check their Instagram and like they have tutorials. But so we're um, rope drop people. Like that's what we do. So we were at the bus at 710. And we were on the second bus from Pop to Magic Kingdom. So there was two buses that were there right at like set between 710 and 715. So we got through the turnstiles at right at eight o'clock. And we we were rope dropping seven dwarfs because that was what everyone told us that that's the ride to do. So we got on the ride right before 830. And we did not get the hype of the ride. But my boys are thrill seekers. So it wasn't. I think in their head, they thought this is going to be a big roller coaster. But then looking at the height requirement at 38 inches. It's a kid coaster. Yeah, it's a kid coaster. So it'd be like, this is your first. So for like younger kids, that would be a great first coaster. But my kids that you'll hear what their favorite rides were. This this was not not one of them. This this is not it. Uh, It is. It's a cool ride. It's great. And I think, you know, the the hype is that they have the animatronics on top of it being a coaster, but you're right. It's not, there's, it's not exciting. It's not thrilling. So, but you know, at least I'm assuming with rope drop, you didn't have to stand in an hour long line for it. We walked on. Okay, great. And we, and that's another thing. We did not buy any individual lightning lanes. That is, that is my like hard stop. Like I don't want to spend like 60 plus dollars for my family to go on one ride. So like we, we use virtual queue, we rope drop, you know, and, and I assume too, cause you, you mentioned genie plus and you're at magic kingdom. So I assume you also grabbed Tron, the, the virtual queue for Tron. We got a virtual queue for Tron. I didn't have my notes, but we got, (laughs) um, um, we were virtual queue 99. Okay. Okay. And with your kids being more thrill seekers. I assume they're excited about this one. Yeah, they were very excited. After Seven Dwarves, um, because you were able to walk on, is it still, are you still in that 30 minutes? Is it before regular park opening? Okay, great. As soon as we jumped off, we saw Winnie the Pooh is right across. And we were off that before the end of the magic, the early entry hours. So we um, headed over to Space Mountain where we did, we had a um, lightning lane for that. That was our first lightning lane with Space Mountain. And there was like maybe a 15 minute wait, but we walked right on, right at park open. And that was a cool ride, but I, I think we all decided that we prefer the one at, at Disneyland. And that, <laughs> this park was really hard because like we were comparing every ride, like, oh, which one do we like better? And it was just a different feel. I think that's the general consensus is that Disneyland's Space Mountain is better. They just need music. Add some music. Oh, um, yeah. I was going to say the shaky cars yeah. i think that's for <laughs> yeah, it's me it's kind of like a matterhorn feel because of the like the way they stack the yeah i agree people. but so after we got off space mountain um there's the there's a joffrey's coffee stand pretty much right off the exit so there's a there's a s'mores one that i wanted to try and i got the s'mores um iced coffee and it was really good i'm probably saying the name wrong but it and um then we headed over to Sleepy Hollow because we mobile ordered some waffles. I wanted to try the waffle sandwich with the Nutella and the fruit and and it did not disappoint. It was it was very delicious. <laughs> um, and my um, younger son got his first Mickey waffle of many of this trip. 
Um, and then we took some pictures on like the side of the castle next to where Sleepy Hollow is. So that was nice because it, there's no people in the background. It's just like the side profile of the castle. And then we had a lightning lane for Big Thunder Railroad. So we walked over there and then we walked past the Country Bear Jamboree and there was the, there was some characters outside. So we got to interact with some characters. Which is one of my favorite things is seeing the Country Bears wander around. And I prefer characters outside. I get that it's very hot there. So that's why most of the characters are inside and you have to wait for them. And that was one of my regrets is that we did not go in and see Mickey in any park. And my kids did not care. So they're like, we've met Mickey hundreds of times. I'm like, but that's okay. <laughs> the fact that at 10 and 12, though, you can even get them to do that. I'm pretty sure that's the age where my kids started giving me like the side eye. And I was like, we should meet Mickey. And they're like, mm, I don't know about that, mom. <laughs> And I think that that these kind of characters are interactions where they're outside and it's kind of like more natural. That was that was their vibe as opposed to like, oh, let's stand in line for 40 minutes. It's like the build up and then, you know, then I'm awkward. Yeah. 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 No, I, exactly. I, I, get, I get it. <laughs> then we um, headed back over to People Mover and Carousel of Progress. And these are two rides that we probably wouldn't go on if we were regulars, but we wanted to go on all these rides once since we've never been. I thought the people mover was cool. Like it's neat to like go inside different rides, but I thought, I thought Carousel of Progress was cute, like to cool off because at this point it was, that's part of the, that's why we walked over because I knew people mover, we get some air and then the air conditioning and Carousel of Progress. What, t- what time is it at this point? So this is, we're still before lunchtime. We're at like 11 o'clock. You're doing a lot early on. You're accomplishing quite a bit. So we're like a team Alberti. That's like what we call ourselves. And we are like, go. And my 10 year old is only 48 inches. So he's a, a little guy and he was a trooper this whole trip. Like we kept telling him like, you're doing awesome. Like, because we didn't have a stroller. I mean, he's too big. I mean, technically he's not too big for a stroller if we really wanted one, but he kept up really well. What was approximately the temperature at this time? Cause we were in like dangerous heat during your, your trip. When we left our resort, it was already in the 80s. Um, so it was probably in the early, or like low 90s at this point. But when you look at the heat index, it was adding like five or six degrees. Yeah, the feels like was 105 so, that yeah. that whole time there. So are you guys planning on taking breaks because of the heat? What are you doing? Other than carousel progress, what are your plans to, to combat this? Da- I mean, it's dangerous. It's dangerous heat and you're outside with, with kids. So what's what's your plan? So we each had our own large water bottle that we were carrying. And it's funny that you say this, like we would look at each other and be like, you look hot. And that was like, <laughs> their, that was their clue to like, you need to take some water, you need to drink some water. And I bought like electrolyte water, like the smart water. And I don't know if that helped or not, but none of us ever got dehydrated. Like we, and we had um, handheld fans that we brought as well. My husband had a neck fan, but I think that he, I don't know, he was too proud to wear it. Like I, <laughs> at one point, I think Animal Kingdom was finally the day that he pulled it out. And it was the, I think that was like the coolest day. <laughs> and it's already in the nineties. Yeah. Planned to do a break that day, but because of our Tron virtual queue time, we were forced to stay. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the thing I hate about the virtual queues. More than once I've been like, I want to do, I want to try and get like the 1 p.m. virtual queue. But if it's, you know, 100 degrees, I don't want to have to stand around in this park until 1 p.m. Or if you've got, you're like waiting for your time to be called. Yeah. I, and I, I kept checking, hoping it would be sooner. And it it wasn't until later. And it so. wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 
Um, it's still before lunch. We've cooled off a little bit. Carousel progress, people mover. So are we making plans for lunch at this point? Or are you still full from your Nutella waffles? <laughs> we have um, one more ride before lunch. We had a lightning lane for Haunted Mansion. So we hiked back to Haunted Mansion and got right on that. And we loved it. So this one you like better than Disneyland? Yes. Yes. Both the consensus with my family was this one was better. I mean, there's there's a lot of similarities. Like I, I did miss the Hatbox Ghost. That will, will be coming soon, though. They're adding the Hatbox Ghost to Disney World. So that would that'll be a good addition. Um, so I had made a reservation for Tony's Town Square for I think it was like 1145, 1150, because I knew that the parade was going to come by and I knew that I didn't want to stand out in the sun. So we got seated in the atrium and we were able to watch the parade from Tony's and it was awesome. Oh, that's nice. Now, did when you checked in for your reservation, did you request a table over there? Or were you just like crossing your fingers that you would get something where you could see the parade? We actually requested like to be outside, but they only had, I think, like four or five tables outside. They didn't have enough servers. But I think it worked out in our favor because then we were in more air conditioning in the atrium as opposed to on the balcony. And we could told, we were right next to the door to walk outside. So if my boys wanted to see something, they just stood up and, and were able to see the floats. And so it was really nice that we got to relax and eat lunch and the food was delicious. The garlic bread with like a, there's like an Alfredo like cheese sauce that you pour over the top of it was so good. And, and it's funny because I thought that I wouldn't want to eat something so heavy because it was hot, but like once they brought it and once we cooled off, it was really good. I think another thing that the heat does, and I assume that this is a part of maybe like dehydration, you don't always realize that you're hungry. No, I totally agree. And we had actually, my initial plan was after lunch, we would head back to take a break. But because of the virtual Tron virtual queue, I was like, I don't know if we'll have time to really take a good break. So after lunch, like we just, we reapplied our sunscreen and then we had a, a lightning lane that for Jungle Cruise. And it initially had started like later in the evening, but I modified the lightning lane, which that's something that I don't know if Disneyland has or if I hadn't taken advantage of, but that was something that we did numerous times on this trip is we, if we got, if you get a right lightning lane for, if you just keep checking, it'll come back some point. Yeah. Well, and now how often do you go to Disneyland? I'm out of curiosity. Um, we, we were a magic key. So at least like three or four times a year. I'm wondering if it, because you, it, this is like a new ish update i can't remember exactly when it was so i'm wondering if they just hadn't updated the genie plus or like the disneyland app the last time you used it because it is a newer update where you can go in and and refresh and edit and get new times and you're right it's especially if you're using standby skipper which you said they've been pulling rides for you genie plus lightning yeah. lanes for you um they only give you like pretty wide windows where it's like, do you want morning park open to noon afternoon, noon to four evening four to close. And so if you're like, well, I wanted, you know, 6 PM or 7 PM, it's going to give you 4 PM because that's the first thing it can grab. Yeah. So you have to go in and edit and refresh and try and change the times. Um, besides that, how, how were you, um, feeling about standby skipper so far, like on this first morning? Cause you've, it sounds like you've done a few, yeah, on the first day, I was like, I could probably have done all of this. the The greatest part was that it took it got a lightning lane at the same time I was buying a virtual. I was getting the virtual queue for Tron, so that was helpful on those days. Where we really found it more helpful was when we were going to be park hopping and we wanted something later in the day. 
then it was automatically looking and I didn't have to be checking. So it just saves time. All right, back to your day. So you guys had lunch at Tony's. You had a view of the parade. How was the view of the, the parade from, I've never watched the parade from inside Tony's. It was, I mean, it was slightly obstructed, but with all of the floats that come by, like we saw everything. And I could not believe people standing out in the sun. That was one of my, I know. one of my first of many questioning. I'm like, maybe these people are just used to this weather. Okay, I'm really glad that worked out. So are, is it virtual queue time yet after lunch or you no, have to, you have to find more close. stuff to do? You're not even away. close. No. Oh no. <laughs> um, so we, we went, we headed over to the jungle cruise because we had had that modified lightning lane and that's where it started to turn where it was like hot, that it was, it was still a fun ride, but it was just very hot. And so my younger son wanted to go, there's like a water area right outside of um, jungle cruise between that and, like where the Dole Whip is, or yeah, maybe they, by the magic like carpets. A There's mist like a mist spray thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah to, so to help my cool you son off. Wanted to go hike up the Swiss Family Treehouse, and so I I sucked it up and went with him. And it was really neat to see the views because you can see the castle and Tron and Space Mountain from the top, and that was neat. But my um, husband stayed with my younger son, and they went and got wet in the water to cool off. From there, we were just okay. How much air conditioning can we get? We went to the Country Bear Jamboree. And then we went to McGee Philhar Magic and we just walked into both of these things. And my um, older son is really into like Disney history and specifics and things. And so the our Winnie the Pooh ride has the characters inside of it. If you're when you're going through Winnie the Pooh towards the end, if you turn around, it has those statues that are on the wall that that oh, mount their mountain. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're in the ride. So he was he was he liked seeing like, oh, this is actually what it looks like. And then we had Lightning Lane for Peter Pan for 3.30. It was it worked out nice because after we got off Mickey Philhar Magic, we just went straight to Peter Pan. Our Tron virtual queue finally got called at 4.04. <laughs> Yay. Now you have to go stand in line. <laughs> exactly. Like, And this is where my younger son was like, he said, I don't want to do it. I just want to go back to the room. It was so hot. And we're like, but we've waited all day. Like, I know. And it's one of those things, had you known, you could have left right after lunch and come back. But yes. like, you have no idea. That's It drives me crazy with the virtual cues because you've got a little person. I mean, not a little person. He's 10. But still, like, he needed yeah. to, to rest and cool off. Where, did you talk him into it? Did he stay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. We're, you're like, we're like, staying. You're going, on this ride. You're going yeah. to like it? Well, I was like, I'll hold <laughs> yeah. you. I'll hold. Like, I held him for a little bit in line. And it was, it, the line was, it was 45 minutes. So it was probably the first like 15 minutes we were outside, but then once we were inside and you're in the queue and then they have the little kind of pre-show and stuff that kind of got him excited about it. As long as the outside queue doesn't go past the actual entrance, you know, sometimes they go past the signage, the entrance sign. Yeah. Once you're past the signage, the actual entrance for the ride, even when you're outside, they have giant fans. And so that's, it does keep it somewhat cool but when it extends past that you're just in the sun so hopefully you weren't in the extended version of the queue it was a little bit extended but i think because we were just so worn out from the whole day and it was like the heat of the day at like four o'clock so i think that didn't help but once we got on and then and then i think he saw the cars and and got nervous that it was something different that he'd never been on before. And he, he was like, I'm real small. Am I going to, am I going to fall out of this ride? And we're like, no, you're fine. You're 48 inches. And he's closer to 49 inches now. And that's part of the reason we scheduled this trip 
because we knew that we could all go on all the rides and he he did go on and we all loved it we thought it was really cool it it was a little short but we really we did it was it was a really neat feeling like it was a different kind of feeling roller coaster yeah yeah was it the thrill that the kids were looking for after the disappointment with seven dwarves <laughs> yeah no it definitely it definitely redeemed how did they feel about the um the the ride vehicles because like you said it is different and you get it and you're like hmm, i mean i've never been in anything like that were the kids okay with those yeah once um once they got in and they felt like secure even though even on your back you never really feel like it's tight oh no you can i have a photo of me i'm fully i'm bent up like i my arms are out and i'm bent backwards. It does not push you down. It doesn't keep you huddled over the the bike. I mean, you can really move in that. And once we were done with that ride, we were headed out for the day. We decided we're done for today. Like we've, we've accomplished a lot. Like we pretty much everything that we wanted to go on, we went on. What time, what time did you head out? We got, so this was 510, but my older son loves Mickey pretzels. So we were like, okay, we'll grab him a Mickey pretzel on the way out. Um, And then we did a little bit of window shopping on Main Street and we got back to our resort right about six o'clock. We ate dinner at Pop at the quick service and we planned to go swimming. But right when we planned to go swimming, we noticed that the pools were getting cleared out because it was going to start raining. Oh no, so So they spotted lightning somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So then at this point, this is when Standby Skipper redeemed or got a Remy, a Remy lightning lane for us at 710. So we were like, what do we want to do, guys? Do we want to get this, go on this ride or do we want to stay at the resort and relax? And we're not the kind of family that relaxes. So we <laughs> decided to try to make it in time for Remy. You and me both. Um, you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> The, um, but the Skyliner was down, so we had to take buses. Oh, I was going to say, you take the Skyliner. You're right there. You're yeah. next door to right. But yeah, no, if the pools are closed, yeah. the Skyliner's closed as well. So it took us It took us a while, and we literally hoofed it. So we, then we had also had to hoof it from the front of the park to Remy's, which is over half a mile. And we got to Remy's right at 8.05. But the, so when we got there, the standby was 80 minutes. So after we got off Remy, we, we started to walk back to the front of the park and Skipper had also grabbed us a Frozen, but we had already walked away from World Showcase at that point. We were like, no, we're, we're it, done. It's been a long day and it's, and it's probably still really hot, even though it's evening. It was hot, but because it had started raining, it kind of... It helps. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of broke. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't feel as bad. Um, but then we did end up going on Figment because my older son was like, I really want to ride Figment. And... So we went on that. It was about 8.38 and we just walked right on that. But we closed. So we pretty much closed Epcot. There was rain and thunder and lightning on the way out. And we got on by the time we got on the bus, they they fill up those buses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can't take the Skyliner back, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's still closed. And the pop bus, I've had to take the pop bus from Epcot. It is the furthest thing from anything. Yes. It's like, all right, here's stall one of buses, stall two, stall three. No, keep going. You are basically at the end of the parking lot <laughs> to find that because pop century bus. Run it, exactly. I that's why they put it there. But I'm like, come on, have some. you like, some please, on the please, please. Yeah. yeah. So that was the end of day one. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm curious, after such a long day, and clearly everybody's exhausted. Are you still planning to rope drop? Is rope drop the theme of this trip? Yes. 
so we got up on before seven because I purchased DD Plus again, and it was $22 this day. So that was less. The first day was 25 So I was like, oh, it won't be as crowded, and that's nice. Um, we were on the Skyliner at 7.15. So we got to – so that was nice that you didn't have to get on the bus. Yes. Where are you guys heading? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Okay. Yeah, and even when there is a line for the Skyliner from um, Pop and Art of Animation, it moves so fast. So even if you are standing in line, you're constantly walking. We were in line for the gates at 725, and we got in at – they opened the gates at 730. Um, we, just, we had decided to rope drop Rock and Roller Coaster, and we were about 40 people back. And that was at 740, but they, they started walk. They let, they have the two lines for rock and roller coaster and tower of terror kind of like parallel on the main street before they let everyone like walk up to actual rides. And I think it was like maybe 750 when they started walking us back because we were off that ride, which that was my boy's favorite ride to this point. They love (laughs) They love this ride more like, than Tron. They liked Rock and Roller Coaster. Yes, yeah, yeah they liked it. Yeah, it was. I think because more thrilling. I guess I don't know. It kind of has like the loops, and um, we didn't know until the next time we wrote it that they, when we do the early hours, they didn't do the pre-show. You just walk right on. So we didn't really know what the like. Theme, I mean, we knew we were getting in a car and going on a roller coaster, but like the, the pre-show kind of sets up what the ride is about, and that wasn't that wasn't running, which is fine. Cause then we got right on and off. Um, and then we walked on to tower of terror right after. And that was neat because our, well, now it's guardians of the galaxy, but what we used to have was tower of terror. And I don't think that the car like actually moves from the like elevator shaft. So that was something different that, um, your tower. When terror it was has. tower of terror, it didn't move. No, I don't remember it doing that. I hadn't been on the Tower of the Disneyland Tower of Terror since I was a teenager. So I don't remember. But I know my husband told me that with Guardians. He was like, oh, it only goes up yeah. and down. It doesn't move forward like the one at So that was Hollywood kind of different. We were like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and the first time we went on this ride, it didn't. I, I know it's probably every time is different. It didn't seem as crazy as we had. It yeah, it is it different every time you go. Yeah. So we, we um, got off that and we headed to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and we walked on that right at 830. Um, there was a posted 15 minute wait, but we walked right into the pre-show and we have not been to Disneyland since they opened it there. So we've never been on this ride. And this ride was so cute. I love the pre-show and I just love how it, it, I just, you feel like you're in the cartoon and that's what Disney does. And you guys are doing a lot so far because so far we've done three Right. These rides will have decent weights pretty soon. And you've knocked yeah. all three of them out as walk-ons and it's still early. We're just into park opening at this point, right? Yeah. Park opened at 830. So we walked on making minis right when the general public could come in. Um, so after that, we decided to do standby for Slinky because it was it was posted 35 minutes. And we had a Slinky lightning lane for later in the day, but I had a feeling my kids would want to go on it more than once. So we're like, we'll just wait standby. And it wasn't too hot yet because it's still early. Oh, yeah. No, this is the time. It won't, You won't see lower than 35. And you probably won't see temperatures lower than whatever they are at this okay. point. <laughs> and we it, we got on in less than 30 minutes. So it was perfect. Like it was and because that is an outdoor queue. All right. So where did this one fall for your kids? They liked it. Um, because, well, it's different because they, they love Toy Story. And like my um, younger son had a headband that's a slinky dog. And so he took pictures in front of the ride. And he was, <laughs> he's had those 
that headband for years and he got stopped so many times. Like, where did you get it? We're like, we got it in California. I think with Slinky Dog, they do a good job of it's I mean, it's still I would still call this a kid coaster, but they make it so fun. The up, down, up, down. You are yeah, like you're a slinky the or they you like you're being pulled back like a slingshot. They they do a great job of making it fun, even though it's a kid coaster. Yeah, they we all enjoyed that ride. And we had a lightning lane for three thirty, like later in the day. So we knew, oh, we're going on this again. After Slinky Dog, we went to Woody's Lunchbox and I was going to mobile order, but it was over 30 minutes like past from where I was to mobile order and there was no walk up wait. So, and that happened multiple times for us. So we just walked up and um, got my younger son, raspberry pop tar. And then my husband and I got the breakfast tachos. And this was our favorite breakfast. My son kept asking about that pop tart. Yes, my son does too. He still talks about the raspberry pop tart. And we lucked out and we found some seating in the shade because there's not a lot of seating. So at this point after breakfast, um, we're still at like nine something. Um, we went and took some pictures in front of the Toy Story sign. And then we walked back. And I don't know what the name of the area is called, but there's brick and it's where Edna Mode the is. Pixar, a, the Pixar yeah. place. Yeah. And there's no one back there. No, because it it's a so dead nice. end. Yeah, it's a yeah. dead end. And so no one ever goes over there because there's no rides. But you're right. Edna Mode meets over there again. And um, Frozone meets over there. But so yeah, no, there's nobody's ever over there. We saw Frozone, Sully, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, and Edna Mode. Oh, wow. In like a 10-minute span. And that see, that kind of thing my boys were very excited about. My um Older son loves Monsters University. He has the blue MU hat, and that was his theme of his magic band. So he was so excited to meet Sully. And the PhotoPass photographers, I love them. They're they're just great. They took so many good pictures of like Sully hugging my son, and it was it was a really that was a really cool experience because we went right from one character to another. So from there, we went to the Indiana Jones stunt show. At that point. Um, the original lightning lane I had for Slinky, I had modified it a couple times. Initially, it got modified to 130, and then I was able to modify it again to 1130. Oh, great. So we went straight from there back over to Slinky Dog. Now, how are how are crowds looking today? They're, um, they're not too bad, but I think because we had the Genie Plus, we never waited. Oh, well, the longest we waited was 30 minutes for Slinky. We walked, we, later we walked on Muppet, but that's, I don't think yeah, that ever has to wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had, so this day we had the Fantastic Dining Package for sci-fi. And the only time I was able to get was 1.55 p.m. Okay. And I was hoping to be able to get in earlier. And I tried a couple different times. I was very friendly to the server and, or to the, 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 <laughs> the staff host out front. Or, like, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. Can you please let us in sooner? And I get that they have it. it like, it was completely filled. So they basically said, no, the soonest you can come is 20 minutes before your reservation. So we had to figure out how to kill some time and also find something to eat because we can't eat lunch at two o'clock. Like that's too late. Like we were hungry. Well, and that's assuming um, you get seated right away as well. Cause sometimes you're sitting outside waiting for like 30 minutes, you know, it's your reservation time doesn't mean you're being seated at that time. And that, so about like noon, we went to the tap house and we got a pretzel and my husband's, my husband and I got a couple of the beers from there. And that was nice, just kind of sit down. I mean, granted, we're outside because there's not, like, not a lot. There's like no indoor seating there. Um, so after we ate, we ate the pretzel and um, drank after our you beers. Ate, we, you uh, ate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After we ate, we ate, and then um, 
my young or my older son and I went to see the Muppet Vision 3D. My younger son had no intention of seeing that show. So um, <laughs> they went shopping. Um, my boys both had gift cards from um, earlier in this year they um, they had received. So that was their budget for the trip. And they, they were going to spend it however they wanted. And so he wanted to go do some shopping. I love doing souvenirs that way for the kids. Here's a gift card. You're on, go ahead, have fun. <laughs> You're on your then own Then he here. wasn't asking like every five minutes, can I buy this? Can I buy this? It was, it worked out really well. Cause then they, and then they learned how to budget too. Okay. We have X amount of dollars. Like, okay, I can get, my older son really wanted to get something from each part. So he was like, okay, I got to be thoughtful about how I spend my money. So Muppet Vision 3D is something they used to have at California Venture. And so that's, I, it was kind of nostalgic for me, like to watch it. It was cute. I mean, it's a nice show to sit in the air conditioning for 15, 20 minutes. Yep. Yep. So that was um, when we were done with that, um, we saw Donald out on the lawn. They have him and Daisy are both like out kind of in like a little like grassy area. Yeah. That was the thing. That was the thing that started with um, COVID. That's just kind of stuck. Okay. So at this point, we're still, it's like about one o'clock. So we decided we went on Star Tours because it's right over there by Sci-Fi Diner. So we're like, it was it was posted 10 minutes, but we pretty much walked on. Um, we checked in for our Sci-Fi reservation at 135 and we are actually seated right at 155. So the time, I mean, it was pretty accurate with the timing. Um, we had an awesome server. We were, our, our um, car was right at the front. So my boys had the front row view of the, the, inappropriate cartoon (laughs) (laughs) but they have some cute ones the tom and jerry was really cute so i think that place is hilarious it's one of my favorites and so because this was the fantastic dining package you you could get the appetizer and the dinner and my husband and i got the um i got the fried pickles and my husband got the onion rings and we really liked the onion rings the fried pickles were good but the onion rings were better and then my husband got a burger and I, because it was so hot, I didn't really want to get a burger. Although I regret it after seeing his, but I got like the chicken salad croissant and that was good. Um, what was really awesome was my boys are Disney adults. So I expected to pay $50 for their meals, but they both ordered off the kid's meal and she charged us the kid's price for the Fantasmic Dining Package. So she saved us like $60. I think it, I'm guessing it depends on the server that the you server. have, yeah. <laughs> would be my guess. And that's part of the reason that we didn't do any character dining because I had heard that they would, it was, it was a hard stop. Like you're going to spend the, whatever the adult price is. And my 10 year old eats like a handful of food, like not very much food. So I, I couldn't justify it, but the, this worked out really nice. I was, I had planned on spending the, I think it was $49 a person, but we knew that we wanted to see Fantasmic and I wanted good seats. Um, it was it was a cool experience because at the end she brought the bill to my older son because he was sitting in the driver's seat and expected him <laughs> to pay and then she made him clean the car because he couldn't. It was really cute. She was she was a great server. That's fun. So when we were um, getting on getting out of the restaurant, um, Standby Skipper had booked us Toy Story for three twenty five. So that was something I had kind of like not that I'd forgotten, but I just wasn't paying attention because we were doing dinner or lunch and stuff, and so we tapped into there at 3.20 and the standby was posted 65 minutes. So it was, lines were getting longer. And immediately after we tapped into Toy Story, we got one, another lightning lane for swirling saucers. We had planned to leave right after lunch, but because we had the lightning lane for Toy Story, we we just kept going. <laughs> Toy Story was really cute. It's the same, pretty much. The queue is better, I thought, than the one in California. But 
I just love their Toy Story was my favorite land. I just love how they have all the decor and you feel like you're a toy. Everything's oversized. So we got off Toy Story, went on Swirling Saucers, and then we had a um, lightning lane for Mickey and Minnie's. So we got on Mickey and Minnie's at 420. Um, the standby was like 40 minutes at that point. And then on the way out, we shopped in some of the Pixar stores and we were back on the Skyliner at, right before five. So we were back to the hotel before five. So that was our rest time was like five o'clock because we had to be back that evening for Fantasmic. What time does Fantasmic start? And what did your server tell you? All right, you should be back or here at a certain time. What was the guidance you were given by your server at Sci-Fi? So we were given actual tickets, which is funny because you would think like, with how things are yeah, now. Scan, scan your band like or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. That is odd. But we got the four actual like tickets and we were told it starts at nine o'clock, but to, if you want good seats, be there by like 8.15, 8.20. So that's, that's in our mind, we said, okay, we got to be back there about eight o'clock. And because we had the Skyliner and we knew we'd be back there pretty quick. And that was part of the reason that I planned the different parks on different days because I knew where we were staying. So it was nice to like just grab, hit, hit the Skyliner and yeah, do Hollywood Studios on the days you have studios. that Skyliner access. So we got back to the hotel to rest for a couple hours. It just it was just nice to be in air conditioning and relax. And we got back to Hollywood Studios on the Skyliner like a little before eight. And we had a lightning lane for Rocky Roller Coaster. Since the entrance is pretty close to where Fantasmic is, we figured we'd jump on that again before. And we got on that. The wait time was posted 55 minutes. So this is right before eight o'clock at night and it's like an hour wait time. I'm not sure if that's inflated or not. I know sometimes they do that, especially towards the end of park close, but um, we got on and we were off within like 15 minutes. So it's like 8.15-ish now. And so you're heading over to Fantasmic. Did you feel like you needed to be there that early? Because I always feel like the point of the the dining package is that I don't have to be there super early. How did you feel getting there early? Did you think that that was a benefit? Would you have been okay if you had showed up 15 minutes before? What was your take? Well, we got really good seat. We were fifth row. So if we would definitely have been in the center because that's where the Fantasmic dining package seats are, but we wouldn't have been so close to the front. My husband may say that he wished to not be there as long because, like, obviously you're sitting on a bench for yeah, an hour. Yeah, those before. seats are like – I need to bring an inflatable cushion or something for those seats. I have a real hard time sitting in those seats for any period of time. But I really enjoyed it because at Disneyland, there's no actual seating. It's just the ground. So I really like that it's in, like, a theater. It just felt so, like, immersive and massive. I just – I really enjoyed this show. The music and then the little, like, floats that come out and everything was – I felt the Disney magic. My my older son was prefers the one from Disneyland because he, he said he liked the music better. And I my memory must not be good enough because I'm like, I thought the songs were the same. <laughs> so, but they're both good. Yeah, but this um, – before the show started, there was a lot of clouds and there what you could see lightning in the distance and so it was it was pretty ominous of whether or not they were actually going to go on and so it was really nice like once it started that we knew like okay we're here and it's yeah exactly like because we'd paid extra for the the dining package and everything you don't want to feel like you're like oh yeah and they make that very clear they're weather permitting and if you know if we have to cancel okay so when phantasmic is over the park is closed at this point right is Yes. yes, it actually okay. closes at the same time that it right. starts. So okay. it, they pretty much funnel everyone out to the exit. 
And that was, there was a lot of people. That was probably the most chaotic that I felt like in the park. But we, once we got to the Skyliner, like you said, there was a long line, but I like timed it. I'm like, what time did we got in line at 949? And we got on the Skyliner at 953. So four minutes, even though like the line was like past the queue. Oh yeah. You just, you keep walking with the Skyliner. It's wonderful. And so we were back at the hotel at 10.08 and that was our day for the second day. Okay. Let's uh, move on to your next park day then. So this is what, June 10th? This is June 11th. June 11th. Okay. And it was Epcot. Epcot. Okay. So talk to me about your morning. So Genie, we got Genie Plus for $21. I got a Guardians virtual queue. We got number 65. So I felt real good about that. And this is the day that we're moving from Pop to Yacht. And I had decided, I made the decision that we were going to take an Uber or a Lyft from our hotel to Yacht Club because I wanted to bring our luggage. I didn't want to have to haul our luggage to the lobby and have them bring it over. I didn't, I'd heard that it could be late that you would get your luggage and we wanted to swim in the afternoon. And I just wanted to know that our stuff was there. So it worked out fabulous. I like that they offer that where they will, if you're doing a split stay, they'll move your luggage from one resort to the other. I love that they do that. But I have found any time I've relied on them to deliver luggage to my room it's never there whenever I get back. It doesn't matter what time I get back to my room. My luggage is never there. And it's me calling or waiting or just going down to bell services myself. And it was, it was $15. So like for, I'm like, that's how much we would probably would have tipped the porter, like to bring our stuff anyway. So I'm like, it worked out perfectly. And we just dropped our luggage off at bell services and that's why I planned Epcot this day. So we could just drop our stuff off there and then walk straight to the international gateway. And we were at the gateway at 730. Okay. So all of this was before park opening even because you yeah. still, despite having to mess with pack and move your luggage and mess with all of that, you still wanted to rope drop. Yeah. We had pretty much packed the night before. Um, we brought a collapsible duffel bag, which that is a, I would definitely recommend that if you know you're going to bring more stuff back than what you started with. So we just put all of our dirty laundry in that duffel bag and like, some other stuff like so it was easy just to like throw that in the uber smart oh, okay so we're at international gateways so what's your plan since you're starting in world showcase what's your plan for epcot rope drop so we decided to do frozen because we'd already ridden remy's so we knew like okay we'll start with frozen and that was a good idea because like no one went that way pretty much 90 percent of the people were turning right to go to Remy's. Okay. Yeah. I assume because it's right there, they think this is yeah. the best. And with um, Frozen, you have to walk around to the front. You have to go past front. Canada and they don't, yeah. you can't go the other way. They, they block it off. So it's, and it's a longer walk. And they hold you at the Canada Pavilion too. So that's where we got, we got held at the Canada Pavilion and then they opened it about 840. It was, that was a really cute ride. We were the fourth people on the ride. So that tells you how many people were on that side of rope dropping. Um, well, and also my my family just, they wanted to walk very quickly. Like, we're going to get on the ride. It's fine. We do not need to run this early in the morning. Um, but, and because we were like the first on the ride, the seats were soaked because there wasn't anyone singing in them to block. The seat. So we immediately sat down and we were, our behinds were wet, but they dried very quickly because it was so hot. Super hot again. But, yes. Yes, this is another another hot day. Like we were standing sweating when we were waiting for rope drop because that area, there's not shade where they have the where you're held. 
So I had my kids go stand in the shade, but I stood at the front. Um, so after we went on Frozen, we were going to go on Trace Caballeros. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong too. But um, no, you it's got not it. op- that's not open. <laughs> that's not open during the um, early hours. So we just um, headed over. We had a lightning lane for test track at 9 a.m. that Skipper had booked while I did the Guardians. And we um, got on at 8.55 and there's a 25 minute posted wait already. And there was quite a line. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I, I wonder if there even would have been a wait that early, but I guess a lot of people do like, that's another one. People will go straight to, um, for rope drop is test track. And we really like that. Like you get to build your own car because it's very similar to our, to the, I say our, to California adventures, um, cars ride, but it, the, I mean, the feel is different. It's not scenic at all, but yeah, but building your car is fun. Yeah, that the boys both enjoyed that. And then we went to Spaceship Earth, which that's a ride. (laughs) That's a ride. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that's a ride. The way you said that, it's a ride. (laughs) My boys actually enjoyed that. And I I, like the whole time I'm on it, I was just looking around. I'm like, what is this? I will defend that ride until the day I die. I love that ride. Oh, do you? (laughs) I do. I do. I, you know, I was, so I was a history major in college. So I think that's probably why. Yeah. I'm just such a, I'm such a dork. And I, I just, I love that one, but I get why you were like, what, (laughs) what is this? It's a ride. (laughs) Um, So after that, it was about 9, 30, 10, and we were hungry. So we went to, we, we had planned to go to Connections, but I didn't realize that they didn't have any breakfast. So we ended up going to, well, the Starbucks that's inside Connections and just got the some coffees and croissants. And then I got the Orange Bird waffle that's part of the festival. It was okay. It was very, it was very sweet. Oh, was Is so it like a citrus flavored it, waffle? It had no citrus. That's, it's, it's oh. or, it has orange like coloring, but it's not citrus flavored. So well, that's that was odd. kind of a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. An odd choice, but okay. <laughs> and then like there's a big chocolate um orange bird or it's like a white piece of chocolate with a picture of an orange bird on it. It's like when you was, it's like when you buy a Gatorade or something, you're like, what flavor is it? Blue. It's blue. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's orange, not like the fruit orange, like the color orange. The color. Like, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> so then we went over to um Soren. We had a lightning lane um for ten thirty five and the standby was posted twenty minutes. So it wasn't too bad. The, at that same time, we grabbed, after we tapped in, we got a lightning lane for Remy at 5.45. We have a dinner reservation later. So we figured we would just leave it because it's on the way, it was on the way to our dinner. So we didn't even try to modify that. Um, Soren was cute. That's something we have as well. And so we enjoy that with all the, the sights and the scents. The one in California, is it the same? I know sometimes they'll do Soren over California but that's the they they do that during the food and wine. Okay, festival. I was gonna they, say that it's not all the time. That. Okay, no, and that's that was I when they changed it to Soren over the world, I questioned because I said, well, Epcot has Soren over the world. Why do they not? Why did they change it in California? But it was it was neat at the end because it comes back to Epcot. So we're like, oh, this is different. Like, so the ending is a little different, but it's a ride that we love. Um, and then we just went standby for Living with the Land because we were already in the that same little pavilion area um and the posted wait time was 15 minutes and we were we pretty much walked on that one's 
hopefully not going to have a line. <laughs> that one no, have and it was line. cute. I like, I like that ride because I appreciate like plants and flowers and things like, so I thought that was interesting. Um, the, after that we headed to club cool because we wanted to try all the different sodas. We really liked the one, I think it was from Russia with like, um, cucumber, the cucumber the one. Like yeah. I like that yeah. one too. Yeah. No one in my family liked Beverly. Um, our virtual queue finally, finally got called for cosmic rewind at like 12, 15. And we, that one was faster than when we went on Tron, it was 40, about a 40 minute wait, but the, the queue is really neat for that one too. So it's, it kind of goes by fast, I think. And that was our favorite ride by far. Like everyone loved that ride. We got Iran. Okay. I, every time I go, every time except once I get conga is the song that I get. I don't know what it is. Like if they see me coming and queue up conga, but that's okay. I love that song. So it's fine. But yeah, that is one of the most fun rides, if not the most fun ride at any of the parks. I love the guardians ride. And you get off and you're just like all full of adrenaline, like all ready to like, it kind of like revamped <laughs> us because it was like after it, it was like lunchtime at this point, because we kind of, because of course we got hauled back right at lunch and you don't have a choice. So like, we're like, okay, we got to go on this before we, before we eat lunch. And so when we walked off, my, my younger son was trying to starting to melt down because it was, we're hungry. Um, so there's a frozen Coke stand right when you get off before you get to the countries. And so we got him a frozen Coke and he liked it because you got to choose the um, like little gummy candies to put inside, which I didn't know that was a thing. But he, yeah, so that kind of like calmed him down before we can get food. And we went to the Mexico quick service pavilion um, and just got some chicken. My son, my younger son is not adventurous mm -hmm. at all. So he just got chicken fingers and then my older son got the chicken tacos and my husband decided he wanted to get food in Japan. So he walked all the way to Japan from Mexico. You know, you do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. And, but it was so hot. This was, this was the day that it was like, uh, we were so hot at this point. And because we hadn't eaten, I was like, we just need to get food in us and we'll feel a little bit better. Um, there was an area right outside of, um, it's called the refreshment outpost, like between China and Germany. And there's some tables and stuff. So I went to the refreshment outpost and got a lavender martini and got my husband tangerine cream ale. And those were delicious. And then I got the pineapple spear with tahini, and that's from the flower and garden festival too. And that was like really nice and refreshing. And I had just gotten some guacamole from the Mexico pavilion because I didn't really want something heavy. And I knew that my son wouldn't eat all of his chicken. So <laughs> I'm like, whatever he doesn't eat, I'll eat. So after we were, we were sitting eating and we got a text that our room was ready at 2.06. And that was probably the best text that we could have gotten because we were done, but we knew that our room wasn't ready yet. When it's that hot and when you arrive early in the day, or in your case, you're switching hotel rooms, knowing that you have to wait and you're just at the mercy of the front desk of the hotel as to when you can go and rest and cool off or shower or whatever it can be rough. So I'm glad it was before three, at least. That's uh, yeah. One, when we got that text, it was just like, we all, uh, the oh, wind angels picked up in our sails. Singing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and we, um, on the way out, we walked through, um, and went on Trace Caballero. So my son could go on that ride. And that was cute. It's just a cute little ride. It's not something you'd ride every time. You're making your way over and you can walk from here, which is nice. You don't have to rely on yeah. the skyliner because weather can be an issue as we've learned. Um, so what kind of room did you guys get at? Yeah. Did you do one of the DVC, the villa rooms, or did you just do a standard room? It was a standard, but 
so they changed the naming convention of the rooms. I think when we booked it, it was like a garden water view. And now, now it's called just a resort view, I believe. But it was an, we were on the third floor and we were facing towards Epcot. You could see the Eiffel Tower. You could see the, um, the ship that's part of the Stormlong Bay. So it was a beautiful view. Like, it, and we were on the third floor. So we were high enough that you could see things. Um, we, yeah, as soon as we walked in the room, we were like, we're, we're not going back to anything but a deluxe room. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like my husband. That's, yeah. yeah, that's him too. He's like, when are you taking me back? I was like, well, I'm going to go back and stay at a Valley Resort. So like you, he's, then he's, now I'm out. <laughs> yeah, and I, the I mean, there's way. different, like if you're not in the room, like when we were at Pop, we were rarely in the room, but this, this hotel, because we're so close to things, you can walk back and forth to Epcot like it was just nice to be able to like oh we're just we can hop back to the room for 10 minutes if we need to or if we need something and it was it was definitely nice to to check into the room and get on our swimsuits and head down to the pool and the lazy river was a favorite of my whole family the um the first day we were there my kids didn't get on the slide because I think they were kind of intimidated but the they enjoyed the, the pool and we all cooled off that way yeah great way to spend the afternoon yeah exactly and then we didn't have to be back until about six o'clock to the park and this was still so we had a few hours um the we had a dinner reservation at via napoli for 6 35 so when we headed back to the park we just hit up remy's and the posted wait time was 55 minutes and we walked on like their 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 lightning lane is awesome like you just kind of jump right in and you're there maybe five minutes um and via napoli for dinner was so good my 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 husband's italian but like he didn't he doesn't enjoy Italian food as much as I do or my kids. My kids love Italian food because it's pasta and pizza. Yeah. So the pizza was so good. I had heard that they fly their flour in from Italy. I don't know if that like in my head made me feel like this tastes better, but it tastes yeah, really Yeah, I actually, I so I had an episode where we talked food and I was talking with my friend Allie from Wish Upon a Planner and she knows more about Disney food than anybody I've ever met in my life. And she was telling me that I had no idea, but she said the same thing. Maybe it was your podcast. It might have been. Yeah. Like, I knew, I'm like, yeah. I she was like over COVID. They stopped doing it, but they've, I guess they've started doing it again. And yeah, I'm just like, I like pizza. <laughs> just, I had no idea. Yeah. So it was, that was really good. Um, we didn't really have to wait. And um, after the, we didn't get dessert there because we knew that there was like dessert outside of the restaurant that we wanted to try. So many options. Yeah. My younger son wanted to try the gelato and then I wanted to get the caramel popcorn and I don't want to say the name of the, the place. Like, how do you pronounce? Uh, it's caramel Kush. Kush. Yeah. Kushay Kush. I'm not okay. sure I've yeah. gotten reamed for it myself. So I understand. But yeah, in Germany. <laughs> In Germany, they do the Werther's and they have all the caramel treats. Yes. And we got the one that's in the wax paper. And that was so good. That caramel popcorn was so good. My husband got a cookie too that had like pretzel and caramel in it that he likes. But the caramel popcorn, we all really liked. Something I hadn't mentioned, uh, my my older son has a severe peanut allergy. So like the Disney is so good about bringing out a separate menu and they would put a little stick in there that said allergy on it to show that it was made in a different kitchen and that it was safe for him. And he had wanted a beignet from France. And so we walked back into that pavilion and 
and I had asked, oh, he has a peanut allergy. They wouldn't even sell us the beignet because it had Nutella in it. And be, not that the Nutella is peanut, but I guess it's made in the same place that they have peanuts. And so they were very, you please do not buy this. Like, and I was like, okay, I'm not going. Like, you are like, there's the exit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this smells so good in here. Like, so it, so, I mean, at least I'd rather have them be overcautious than not. But so, um, this was a, an earlier night because we, we had animal kingdom the next day. So we were back to, back to our resort about eight 30 and we, from our balcony, we watched the Epcot fireworks. And the really neat thing this night is there was a lightning cloud directly over the fireworks. So there was lightning on the top and then on the bottom was the fireworks. It was just, it was fascinating. We were like FaceTiming with people who were like, you will not believe what is happening right now. Like it, you couldn't have planned that. I wonder if you could see it as well, like if you were up close because you had some distance. That's true. I don't know. Let's talk about your day at Animal Kingdom then. So the next day is Animal Kingdom. I always feel like Animal Kingdom is 10 degrees hotter than any other park. Um, And again, we're talking like crazy heat. So how was Animal Kingdom? I assume you guys are rope dropping again. (laughs) Yes, we... um we woke up early. I did not buy Genie Plus this day because I knew how many rides there were and we were not planning on go on um, park hopping. So it was $25. So that was a good decision not to buy it. We got out to the bus stop at 625 and there was no one else out there. So we thought, did we miss the first bus? Like where, and then there's a screen at the bus stop station that says like the next bus is coming at, I think it was like 650 something. And about 6.35, my older son realized he didn't have his magic band. So him and my husband hooked it back up to the room to grab his magic band and the bus arrived and they were not back down. And luckily they were coming out of the exit right when like the bus doors opened. So they like ran and made it. So that was crisis averted. But we, yeah, that worked just, out. Like, didn't wanna, like, yeah, it was only what us and one other family that got on our bus. And then we stopped at Beach Club. So they, they pick up from Beach Club as well. And the bus wasn't even half full from beach club as well. And we got from to the park at, it must've been about seven fifteen that we got to the park. And then they let us through security, but then they held you, they hold you at the actual gate until about like seven 30 ish. And then they let us go up to like the flight of passage rope drop area. And then they, the thing I liked about this is they had us in a line, like right as soon as you finish the rope drop area, they pull you and you're kind of in a line. So you're not like, fighting people all the way across. And then um, we got on and off flight of passage by 7.55. So before park even opened because we didn't want to buy the individual lightning lane. And then we really liked flight of passage. I I thought it was neat the way that the the seat kind of moves. It's like, like the, yeah, because like it's like breathing. Like, yeah, breathing. yeah. Yeah, there you go. I was like, what does it feel? It's like a pressure on your leg. But it, it was a really neat ride. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would wait hours because I know that 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 line got really long later in the day. And even first thing in the morning, that can be a tough one. So I'm glad to hear it worked out that way. Like if you arrive as they're opening for early entry, it's already too late for flight of passage a lot of the time. So the fact that you were there early, early and were able to get right up front is good because if you show up even 15 minutes later, uh, maybe do Navi River first. Yeah, the queue, once we got off, you could see how long the line was. It was definitely not. Yeah, like snakes around the land. If if you got up early. Yeah. And if you got up early enough, like that's, that'd be a bummer. Like if you just didn't get there 15 minutes earlier. Um, And because we were over there, we just walked on Navi River Journey. 
and that was that was another that was a ride. Um, <laughs> that was a ride. Like yeah, <laughs> that was a ride. Um, we were just like checking the box. Like okay, we're over here. We're gonna go on it because later in the day that got up to seventy minutes wait, and I don't understand why. Like I think because it's indoor queue, maybe I'm, and there's only a few rides at Animal Kingdom. I, they so. just think there aren't enough rides. Okay, so it's still it's still early then, and you've done the two longest wait rides in that park. So I'm guessing it's going to be an early day as far as Animal Kingdom because you're already knocking them out. So where are you guys headed after it, what, Pandora? Um, the um, safari. That was the next like must do. And we got on we got on that about about 8.30 and we were off at 9 o'clock. So we we made it maybe 15 minutes and we I saw like where the lightning lane was and I'm like, okay, I'm glad we didn't buy lightning lane today because we didn't, it wasn't necessary. And it was, the safari was awesome. We saw the white rhinos, we saw um, a lion, we saw cheetahs. The only thing we didn't see that I was hoping to see were, were drafts. And I don't know where they were, but not on our safari. In the shade somewhere, probably. Um, <laughs> somewhere yeah, cooler. Yeah. Well, it's funny. <laughs> Like you could definitely tell that they were like feeding the animals like in certain areas to get them to come. Like, like we don't want to be out and show today. It's yeah, too fun. hot even for them. After that, we went and got breakfast. Um, Starbucks again. I guess we're creatures of habit. Um, but this time they they have a Mickey cinnamon roll at this Starbucks, and so it's like three cinnamon rolls put together. And my um my sweet tooth, my younger son's a sweet tooth. He likes the Mickey waffles. He loves this Mickey cinnamon roll. And my older son always gets a croissant. Um, so that was a nice like stop. And there's um, there's tables right outside and it was in the shade. So, and it was still early at this point. It's like nine o'clock. So we just relaxed for a little bit and ate breakfast. And then we headed over to It's Tough to Be a Bug at 9.38, which is not a ride or not a show that everyone wants to see. But my older son was traumatized by that show in California Adventure when he was very small. And he wanted to redeem himself. I understand. Yeah, I think a lot of little people are traumatized by that show. And our show alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like I'm sure you kids. witnessed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> some screaming children. All right. So did he redeem himself? How did that go? Yes. Yes. And it's so funny because, like, it seems like it's oriented to be a kid's show. Like, the way that they, like... Like, it just seems like it would be, a, oh, my kid would want to go on the show if you've never, if you have no, like, idea of what the show is about. And it is, yeah, we all really, we all really enjoyed it, but my youngest is 10. So I would not recommend it for littles because there, like I said, there was at least two kids that left. Yeah, it should be a kid's show, but yeah, no, it's not. It's, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Okay, so where are you guys heading after that? Um, we went over to Dinoland and we went on Dinosaur, um, the wait was posted 15 minutes and we were off within 15 minutes. So it was maybe a 10 minute or wait. as you may know it. Cause you're a Disneyland person, lesser Indiana Jones, Indiana not Jones. as good yeah. Indiana Jones. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we what did... it was I mean, I thought that dinosaurs were neat. Like I didn't mind it. I thought it was neat. Okay. But... I was going to say, what did you guys think of it? People either think it's so scary and so, or they're just like, what is this? This isn't. Yeah. So we did not think it was scary, but I appreciated like the dinosaurs. And I thought, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't as intense as Indiana Jones, but I think I went in knowing that from what I'd heard. So it was, it was a cool ride. Like if we, like I said, we waited like 10 minutes. It wasn't like we waited hours and in, in anticipation of it or anything. So we, um, when we got off that there, there's a walkway that takes you to, what is it? Triceratops, 
Oh my goodness. Triceratops. Triceratops okay. Triceratops. Oh, I spelled it wrong in my notes. That's why. Yeah. I'm like, why am I saying this wrong? So we saw um, Chip and Dale walking from like where the characters come from and they're wearing their dinosaur costumes. And so they kind of interacted with my boys. And then we asked like, where are they going? And so we went up and wait, we did end up waiting to see them. There was only a couple families in front of us, but that was a really good character interaction because my younger son loves Chip and Dale. His magic band was Chip and Dale. And so they were, he was really excited to get to meet them. And that was neat to see them in costume too. Yeah. There are a bunch of fun characters right over there. And we weren't over there long enough. Like we saw the area where Donald would be, but he, the entire time, I mean, we weren't there that long, but we never saw him because we did the Chippendale meet and greet. And then we went on the Triceratops spin and that was a walk on. And that's cute. I liked, I liked that because it's like, you could do two different things from the front and the back. Like it was different. I'd never, I'd never, it's kind of like a different Dumbo, I guess. But like that area was kind of sad over there because there's not anything else really. I feel like there's missed opportunities there. They could definitely add more. Agreed. I think that's the general feel from Disney, Disney World people. Because that would obviously draw more crowds to that area. Are you guys heading to Asia then after this? Yes. Well, we're going to um, Everest. Yeah. Expedition Everest. Um, we took um, some photos in front of like when you're walking over the bridge, like there's the, you can see expedition in the background. And the, the, that was another really good photo pass cast member. She was awesome. She like really like took her time and took some really good shots of my family. So we got in line for Everest and it was a posted 30 minute wait, but we waited less than 20. So it wasn't too bad because that is also mostly an outdoor queue. Yeah. That's, it seems like wait times are really low still. What, do you know what time it was? 1043 was when we got in line. It's still early, but the fact that like at this point, the only significant wait that you saw was flight of passage. It's, I'm glad that you didn't spend the money on genie plus on this day. Cause you've written almost everything. And that was the, the highest day. So when we got, we went on Everest and that we were so excited. That was a really great ride. My boys loved it. Like we got off, we're going to go look at the picture and my son holds up his arm and he's missing his magic band. We look at the picture though, and his magic band is in the picture. So we know that that's when he lost it. And the, um, the thing that you put your hats in the little like basket or pouch that is pretty tight. So we're like, I bet you it's in that pouch. Like, so we immediately went back and the cast member looked and we asked him his name and what kind of mat and like, he brought it right out. So oh, it, good. He, when he went to get his hat. Yeah. So it was like a very short, like potential meltdown situation. And I had told him, I will buy you another one. It's fine. I, you know what, if it was gone, I bet, I bet they would have given you a free replacement. A voucher. I bet they would have. Um, especially if you can like see it in the photo and it's, you know, you're not yeah, trying to scam anybody. It's arm. a kid. You can see it in the photo and then it's gone. I just had somebody on the podcast the other day. I've never had a magic band fall off me personally, but I've heard enough people talk about it. And she was like, yeah, we've had that happen. We bought one of those clip on, I, I guess they're for like Apple watches or, you know, but you can clip them on. So they stay close. So they stay on. And we had those. Oh no, you had, had them those. too. So like, I think it's just because it was, it was the magic band was loose enough and that thing was tight. And when he pulled it out, because my other son, his did pop open, but because of that little holder, it didn't come all the way off. Mm, here I'm giving a big speech about it. And you're like, no, we've already done that. Yeah. We're already on it. <laughs> no, we did. No. So that's why it was like, so funny. Like that, like we had done that. We had done everything to prep. Yeah, you already so thought that about that. Wouldn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad they found it. Yeah, and then we just did some window shopping, and my younger son got some Chip and Dale like pins 
Um, he does pin trading. We didn't bring all of his pins because they're pretty heavy on those lanyards. So we had told him like, you don't need to do pin trading. We'll just buy you some pins while you're there just to remember the trip by. And then we went to Yak and Yeti for lunch. I had the Landry's card. So like we walked right up and got seated within like five minutes. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about how the Landry's card works. It's kind of a membership, I guess, because you have to pay $25 initially, but then you get $25 credit. So it's basically free once you redeem that. And it's part of the Landry's like group. So there's Rainforest Cafe, Dino, or is it like T-Rex? Mm-hmm. That's the other restaurant. Yeah. Um, Yak and Yeti's. And I think there, I mean, there's like more, there's other ones that aren't at Disney as well, but it worked out really, it basically lets you skip the line for, you don't have to make a reservation. You can just walk up and show them your Landry's card and you get put next for your, for the standby. And so how do you sign up for that? It's just on their website. Yeah. Well, there's an app, but I think you can sign up on the website as well, but we, we use this app multiple times because we ended up going to rainforest at one point too. So it, it paid for itself. When you get the $25 credit, you're able to use that at any of the restaurants and you get to walk up and not have to have a reservation. Exactly. And it was flawless. How long was the wait? It was maybe, it was um, almost immediate. We got there at 1135. So we did get there a little bit before like the lunch crowd, but it was almost immediate seating because my husband had bought a beer thinking that he would have time to like drink it before. And they were like, oh, we're going to see you. And he's like, (laughs) can I bring my beer? Because I like, yeah, he thought it would be longer. And they were like, oh, yeah, no problem. Like, and this was our, my husband and I's favorite meal. Like the food was so good there. We got the house fried rice and the Korean chicken. And it was, he, he liked it enough to bring the leftovers, even though I don't know when he was planning on eating them. Oh, wow. <laughs> that You know, that says something though. Yeah. You're at a theme park. Yeah. Typically like, do you want leftovers? No, no. So, but that was something like I looked at all the places we were eating to make sure that they had kids options that they would like. And that's what I was excited about Yak and Yeti is like, they had food that was like different that my husband and I got to try, but there was still like kids options as well. So at this point, like when we left the line for Landry's was extremely long. It was, it was after 1230. And I don't know how long it would have been if we used our Landry's card at that point, but it definitely, it was way more crowded at 1230 than it was at like 1130. Mm, Okay. Good to know. That's something to know. Yeah. We, um, we just did some shopping and we hadn't really, we'd only taken the pictures at Everest. We hadn't done any pictures in Pandora. So at this point we start to walk back and take more pictures, but it was very hot at this time. And my younger son was kind of losing steam. And I, um, I said, okay, well, after we're done shopping, like, we'll just head out, like, it'll be fine. Well, then I started chatting with the cast member and she's like, did you watch the Lion King show yet? And I said, no, we haven't seen that, but we're leaving. And she's like, you should really watch the Lion King show. And so it started at two. And at this point it's like one fifteen, one twenty, And she's like, and then you should pretty much go now because like, that's, it's going to fill up. And so we walked over there. And it was probably, by the time we got seated, it was like 145. So it was like, we're, we told the kids, like, we're only going to stay here for 15 minutes before the show starts. But my my younger son did not make it. He fell asleep Aww. on me during the entire show. But it actually worked out because then that was like enough to like recharge his battery to like get out. Um, something funny that happened is the end of the show, you know, everyone starts clapping. He literally woke up and just started clapping, just like uh, not even like, didn't know what was happening. Like just started clapping. We're just like, what? He's like, no, I've been paying attention. Like, yeah. I've been, like, yeah I've no. Been yay. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. And I really like that show. I love like the acrobatics and it, I thought it was a great show and it was air conditioned. So yeah, me too. 
I love any sort of like circus. And when I say circus, I don't mean like animals. I mean like acrobatic kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I love stuff like that as well. So then after the show, we were like, we're headed out now. We got some popcorn from a stand. And then we saw, um, they have like the little like cages for like different animals along the walkways. And there was like um, a smaller monkey. It's like a white, some kind of white headed monkey. And there was cast members wearing like, kind of like khaki colors, like not like a tip of what the typical cast members wear. And so we knew if something had happened and there, the mom had had two babies the night before and they were holding, they were so little, they were maybe like two or three inches, like holding onto her. And that was like the cutest thing like to see like, and the gestation period, like, I guess five to six months, they were saying, cause they're, they're the ants. Like I'd asked other cast members and they're like, we don't know, but those, the cast members wearing like the khaki color, they're like experts. So they were giving us like actual, like detailed information about the animals. It was kind of neat. Wow. That's so cool that you got to see, like, you just kind of stumbled on yeah. that. And, um, then we went in a couple more stores and my younger son had started doing like the press pennies throughout this trip. And so we'd wanted to get him a holder because at this point he had like 20 pennies. And so they, they sell the little penny holders and that was, that's a good like souvenir because it doesn't take a lot of space. And then like, you can get one from like each different location. Um, so we left after that and we were, we walked up right as the bus pulled up at three thirteen. It was perfect. We didn't have to stand out in the sun and wait for a bus. We just went back to the room and kind of went and relaxed down at the pool. So we got back to our resort at three thirty. The only ride we didn't do was the um, the water ride, the um, rapids. Mm, a Cali River. Cali, yeah, we rapids, didn't do Cali yeah. River. Um, when we were, I checked at one point. I think it was like a 45, 50 minute wait in the afternoon, and I was like, my kids really didn't have any desire to go on it, and I didn't have a desire to wait that long. So it, it, we were all fine not riding that one. So then we were just hung out down the pool for a while. And, um, this is the extra evening hours for Epcot. So at six o'clock I had to be on my phone to get the virtual queue for cosmic rewind. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the evening hours at Epcot. So because you're staying at a deluxe resort on select days, Epcot stays open a little bit later for those deluxe resort guests. So you, if you want to do guardians, it's a virtual queue. So you said you had to be on at 6 PM, but you don't have to be in the park, correct? No, you do not. That's, that's a benefit. Yes, that is a benefit. What time does Epcot close on this day? It was nine o'clock. So the extra hours were nine to 11. Nine to, so it's only two hours. Okay. So at six o'clock, did you get a Guardians I virtual did. queue? I did. I was I was very successful with virtual queues this trip. You know what? I'm guessing there's way less competition because it's only those deluxe resorts and not 100% of people staying are going to be doing it. You know, not even everybody who's doing it is going to be doing Guardians. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you were able to get that. I What time were you guys planning on heading back to Epcot? We had a dinner reservation for Beaches and Cream at 630. So we had that first and then we were planning to go back before they, before they closed, probably about like 830. So once we got done at the pool, we got cleaned up to go to Beaches and Cream. And then after that, our plan was to head straight there. And so while we waited for Beaches and Cream, there is an arcade right next door to Beaches and Cream. I, th- I think it's kind of similar to what they have at each of the different resorts. But for some reason, the arcade was free at this time. Oh, my okay. kids got to do every all of the different games for free. There was a couple that like still showed you had to pay. So at this point, we thought like, oh, maybe the arcade at the deluxe resort is just free. We didn't know any better. Later in the trip, my son tried again and it was not free. So I don't know what happened in this like time frame. 
but it was so nice like while we were waiting for our reservation that my kids got to play some video games for free all right talk to me about beaches and cream it was good like it i mean it's kind of like diner food like i think it's mostly known for the ice cream we shared like a giant brownie sundae and my younger son because he got the ice or because he got a kid's meal he got ice cream like the mickey ice cream with his thing and that was really cute that came out with like little like mickey ears and we got the brownie sundae because my older son loves brownies so he just pretty much ate the brownie and then my husband and i ate the sundae but that was more than like you should definitely those share desserts those. are yeah, yeah you can share yeah <laughs> even like the milkshakes because they come with like a piece of cake on top or yeah. something you know something crazy it ends up being enough for two to three people yeah so it was cute yeah and something i had hoped would happen while we were there is someone ordered the kitchen sink because obviously we weren't going to order it but it was neat to see someone but else you want to see it, it. Yeah. yeah someone else did it <laughs> yeah. the lights and everything go off so that was cool we we didn't walk back to epcot until about 8 30. We went straight over to Nemo because that was one of the rides we hadn't gone on during our our Epcot day. And so we got off, we got on Nemo and we got off before nine still, but we hung out in the aquarium area. That aquarium is so cool. Like we probably could have stayed there way longer. The boys really like fish and my um my dad has like his own like fish like or sea aquarium and so they were they like wanted to call him and tell him all about it. And it was just that was a really neat like time and it is a great, great area. So then we decided to go to Mission Space for our first ride during the extra evening hours. The barf ride. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as I like to call it. So we went on, my, my boys and I went on green and my husband went on orange. And when we get in the ride, like they were kind of nervous because they, they were like, well, why is there two different rides? And then we get in our, our little ride pod or whatever it is. And there's barf bags in there. And when you see that, that's kind of alarming. It's not a great sign. You're yeah. like, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> and I mean, it was fine. Like I never felt nauseous or anything, but my younger son, they should have given him the booster seat because he couldn't even see on the actual screen. So I think he felt kind of not, not nauseous, but he kind of felt disoriented because he couldn't see. And so once we got off, we were fine. But even when we got off, the cast member was holding barf bags. And I don't know if she was going to refill them or she thought we were get sick. I'm not sure. But so that was kind of a. Either way is that's yeah. not what you want to see. Yeah. And you're like, how many people have barfed right where I'm sitting right now? And that was a one and done for us. Like, yeah, yeah, no, we were okay. And I figured they would be fine because they've gone on all those other rides and they do virtual, they they have their own virtual reality devices. So we're like, it's pretty much like that, just in a car. The screens, yeah. You know, it's when you're in the intense one, it spins. It's not just like back and forth and rocking. That one oh, okay. spins. So since you guys split up, and some did intense and some did the not intense. What was like the feedback that everybody had about so it? So my husband said it felt like if you're on like the, if you went to like a amusement park or a theme park that has like the spinning, like where the centrifugal force like pushes you against a wall. He said, that's what it felt like, like your chest, like you feel the pressure on your chest, but he was fine with it. Like he didn't get sick and he's never, I don't think he's ever gotten sick on a ride, but we, we definitely, it was a one undone. Like we probably wouldn't go on that ride again. You know, for me, it's not like the screens or the spinning that does it, it that I or that I don't like. Not that like I'm, I I don't get sick on rides either, but I don't like how tight of a space it is. Like not only do you have the harness over your shoulders, but when they close the I don't even know what you call it, the pod or whatever that you're yeah. in, it is so close to you. That's where I, I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's you're, it's such a, a tight space. 
but you survived. Everyone survived. And then the timing was perfect because our, um, we were virtual queue 219 and we got called back at 955 for a cosmic rewind. Now this was longer than the first time this, we waited, we didn't get off until 1055. So it was a full hour to get through the queue and get on the ride. Cause we were hoping to maybe get on Remy's on the way out since we had to walk back that way anyways, but we just got on. Yeah, you would have had to run. You would have had to run to even be close to getting in line before. Okay, so with only two hours, and it sounds like really you only got to do two rides. Did you think it was worth it, These the the deluxe after hours? Is this perk an actual perk? It was because we got on Cosmic Rewind again. So that saved us. So we we got on three rides. We got on Nemo, Mission Space, and Cosmic Rewind. And we this time we got a different song too. We got Everybody Wants to Rule the World. So that was cool. And then we sat in the very back and it was definitely more intense and we all loved it. So like that was a, that was a neat experience. I, I think it was worth it. I, I think it's, it's more worth it at uh, Magic Kingdom because there's more rides and everything's not as spread out because with the way that the park is set up, there's only so many rides you can get to in two hours. Yeah, that's, it's funny because I just did the paid after hours event, which uh-huh. goes from park close to 1am. So you get a longer period of time. Oh, okay. But I mean, it's this, I mean, you really have to haul to get any, because it's such a large footprint where like when I've done the paid one at Magic Kingdom, it's amazing because you're on, off, on, off because the rides are all right there, there. you know, and even if you are running to the other side of the park, it doesn't take more than three minutes to get anywhere in Magic Kingdom. Epcot, it's a completely different story. And much like the the morning, and I assume it's the same way for the deluxe hours, they close off parts of World Showcase. So like you can't walk the whole loop oh. of World Showcase. Is that, did you notice? Well, we is that walked how back it was? through United Kingdom. So what side is that on? Because we left um, Cosmic Rewind. Yeah, and we that, it would have been, so they'll keep it open. France is where it ends. So oh, okay. like you can ride Remy's. And then if you go the other way around, Norway is where oh, it ends. Okay. So anything past Norway all the way to France, you, you oh, don't have man. access That's to. That's a lot of doubling back. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to do Frozen or Remy's, you have to like, you have to walk. And Frozen's not so bad, but Remy's is quite a walk. You have to walk all the way over there and then walk all the way back. (laughs) So it is, it's so much walking. And with only two hours in your case, it's not a ton of time, which is why I was curious if you felt that the perk was worth it. But if Guardians is a priority, totally. Yeah, and yeah, if we wouldn't have wanted to go on Guardians, I don't think it would have been. I think that was the t- that would be the tipping point because we would have just gone on Nemo and been like, oh, we're done. Like, let's go back. Late night, but successful. You did a lot today. Um, what does your next day look like? So our next day, next day is our quote unquote rest day, but I'm going to call it a non-park day. I like putting rest day in quotes because everyone says rest day and very rarely does anyone rest. <laughs> and we had planned, I had tried to get a cabana for the pool for that day because then it would have forced us. To rest, but I wasn't able to get one. And it actually worked out because the way the pool is laid out, the cabanas are right near like the very kids area, like where it's very shallow and like they have a lot of sand and that my kids didn't even go in that pool the entire time. They stayed in the lazy river, they were in the sports pool, and then they went down the slide. So it wasn't, it, it actually worked out that we didn't, we weren't able to get that. But this day we had breakfast um, at Ale and Compass. I had made a reservation for 8.50 and that was an amazing breakfast. I don't know if you've eaten there, but they have a buffet and it's a great value. Like the, the um, 
waiter comes up and he's like, you can get an entree that costs like $20, or you can get the buffet with an entree and a coffee for $23. So that's what we did. Seems the choice is obvious. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) because we were going to get coffee anyway. So I'm like for the four or $5 of a coffee, it definitely worked out. My husband got shrimp and grits and he loved it. I got the crab cake Benedict and that was also delicious. Both of those and, sound really good. Yeah. they And then the, um, the buffet is mostly like fruit and pastries and nothing like substantial. So you definitely would need to get an entree as well. But it was really nice. They actually brought out pastries for my son that has the allergy. And even though they had nothing with peanuts on the, the buffet, but they brought out like his own pastries. Just You for know, if they're half. making it in a separate kitchen, it's, yeah. I assume, or like a separate area of the kitchen is probably why just... Make sure there's no cross contamination. Yeah. So it was, I just, I really appreciated the thoughtfulness of that. Um, we got convinced by our kids to go play mini golf because our tickets included mini golf. So <laughs> now I'm concerned about this decision. Um, because this, it's this, so this hot. It's so the, hot. Yes. It was so, so we, it didn't, and it didn't even open until 10. So it worked out because we had our breakfast and then we got back to the room and got, um, sunscreen on and stuff. And then um, we considered walking to the Swan and Dolphin, but we decided to take the friendship boat to minimize our exercise. And we got to mini golf at 1045 and we were done at 1150 and we were done at 1150. It was, was it there was, a wait? Was, no. Sometimes there's a wait. Okay. So yeah. Cause no one else out. was crazy enough with it being a hundred degrees out. <laughs> well, it's funny because there wasn't a wait when we got there, but when we left, because we went and they have like a little like place to get like drinks and we had run, we had drank all our water while we were golfing. So we needed more, um, like liquid hydration. And so I got some waters and I had to wait. And the people in front of me were told they were going to wait at least 30 minutes. So it, and this was at 11. So this is like lunchtime. And so they were going to wait before they went for an hour and played golf, but the golf, I mean, golf was really fun and there was shade. So we just made sure to like, when we got to each hole, like, okay, put our stuff in the shade, stay in the shade if you can, like, because my boys really enjoy mini golf. So they, they really had a good time. And, and you because, did the, you said the Fantasia one, the yeah. one by Swan and Dolphin, Fantasia mini golf. Okay. If it was up to my husband, we would have done the more difficult course, but I don't think that would have been fun for any of us. And there's way less shade. Okay. So after mini golf, I assume you're heading back to your hotel room. Oh, you would assume wrong. You oh, assume no. Wrong. <laughs> okay. Have, so what are we doing? We decided to go to Disney Springs because we're gluttons for punishment. Oh, you are crazy. <laughs> you, my, oh my gosh. So the backstory is we went to the Coke store with the, um, the club cool and they didn't have any kid stuff. And my younger son loves Coca-Cola. He gets to drink it like once a week, like, but he loves it. And he was so bummed. They had no like t-shirts or sweatshirts or anything that's the, that were kid sizes. So that we had been told that there was a store at Disney Springs. Initially we had planned to do Disney Springs, like on our day that we were leaving. But then I was nervous that like, what if they don't have anything? And then he's like stuck. So let's do it this day so that we have extra time if he wasn't able to find anything. So there's a bus that goes from Swan and Dolphin to Disney Springs. So we waited there and it actually takes you to like a different entrance than the Disney buses. Yeah. So the Swan and I've stayed at those hotels and they have buses that take you to all the parks and Disney Springs and all that stuff, but they don't drop you off at the same like close upfront spots. So it worked out because then we started on one end. So we started at like the M&M store and then went to the Coke store and then 
that is when every, like, that's when my husband started calling Florida the devil's heat. And it was so hot just walking. That was the only time that I got a tiny bit sunburned because there's not, there's some shade, like when you get to the one area that has a lot of stores that I don't even know what it would be. It's not even like shade. It's like an actual like building. It's like almost like you're inside outside. So that had shade, but it was, it was just so hot. Um, so we, um, just did a little bit of shopping and we saw rainforest cafe and we decided to eat there for lunch because that was the closest thing. And my son likes rainforest cafe. And we, I mean, I've eaten there before. They used to have one in downtown Disney in California and they got rid of it. This one is crazy because this is a giant volcano that like, as we were leaving, the volcano was going off and I'm like, like, we need more heat. Like, it was just like, <laughs> it was like, this is just like the cherry on top. But it was, it was nice because with the Landry's card again, we only, we waited 15 minutes and it would have been like 30 minutes. So it saved us, saved us some time. And we got to sit down and, and kind of cool off and get some food in us. And then we went to the lake. My son wanted to get some Disney Legos. So we went to the Lego store and we, once we were done with that, we were headed back to the buses and we got on the bus at 425 to get back to our resort, to get to the pool. That was like our like goal. Just, Just go jump in the pool. Jump, jump yeah. in the pool. And then at that point I, I did a couple loads of laundry because my, one of my sons had told me that he had no more underwear. So I don't know if he was changing it twice a day or what. You have to in this heat. I'm yeah. with him. Like, yeah. you know, you've, you, however much underwear you think you need, double it because when you're that sweaty. <laughs> well, then it was nice because then there, um, it was right off the elevator. The laundry was on the first floor and it was just down the hall. So we didn't, I didn't have to go that far. And I had like a nice laundry bag. So it, I did both loads at the same time. There was only two washers, but they were both open. So it was like, I got it done. And then in between, I went to the pool and got a drink and then had my timer set to go back to change it. And so it worked out nicely. And this is the evening that we are going on our fireworks cruise. So we had to be out at the little dock at 745. And it's, it's the closer dock. There's a dock for the friendship boat. And then there's like a smaller dock for these, I guess they're like kind of smaller pontoon boats. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about what this extra fireworks event thing is that you signed up for. So you same thing, you can do it at 60 days out. It was $400, but you can have up to 10 people on your boat. We just did my family as obviously we didn't know anyone else that was going. Um, but you get your own private boat. They bring water, sodas, snacks, and some like Rice Krispie treats. Like there was plenty of food on the boat. Um, we got there at 745 and then they take you around on the boat before the fireworks start at Epcot. We chose, there's, there's one for Magic Kingdom, but we chose the one for Epcot because it was the um, launch was right at our resort. So we just walked right out from our room. That was really convenient. Um, but the, our skipper was awesome. He is the, considered the new guy and he's been there 20 years. So all of these folks are like very, like they've been worked for Disney forever. And he was just really a good like person. He had so he had so much to share with us, and we just had such a good time. Um, he was telling us about these Epcot Forever fireworks, and I had heard that they're not great, like, but I knew that I wanted this experience. So I don't know if I would do it again for the Epcot Forever fireworks, but if they had a new show, a hundred percent, because you get they to actually take you into the park under the bridge, and you have an unobstructed view of the fireworks. So you're in World Showcase Lagoon. 
You yes. start out over at the resorts and then they bring you in. And so you're actually in World Showcase Lagoon, like in the middle of World Showcase. Like how, where exactly were you situated? Were you like in the center? Were you close no, to a country? You go, so there's the bridge that you take that goes over to um, France. You go under that bridge. So you're probably like 15 feet in front of that. So then the four, I think there was four, four boats that night and they kind of just line up next to each other. And then you're all just facing the lagoon. But we also got, he took us over all the way to like where Hollywood studios is like in the water before we went. So, because we had like almost a full hour on the boat before the fireworks. You got like a little tour as well. Yeah. So that was, that was a really cool experience. Um, and then he took pictures of us on the boat and it was, it was it was something that I, that was one of the things I'd looked forward to and it did not disappoint at all. Um, the fireworks were okay. He said that there's a part that there used to be like kites when it was, when it was shown before. And he's like, you can tell that there's nothing happening during this time. And he, um, he, he did def- point that out. Um, <laughs> like, because I'd asked, I'm, I'm like, surprised he pointed show? that out. <laughs> so, but I think because we'd had a really good like conversation and stuff, we'd talked about this fireworks show and like that. I was like, I know that it's not like the must see or anything, but I, I, we enjoyed it. Would you have made a point to watch the fireworks otherwise? Yes. We actually tried to avoid it, but like we saw them when we were on the Skyliner, we saw them from our balcony with the, what, but we, I mean, I didn't know the music or anything, but I was like, it's funny because I kind of told my kids, don't watch the fireworks because we're going on. This uh, like avert your eyes because, look yeah. the other way. <laughs> so pretty much after the fireworks are done, they just take you back to the, the yacht club. And this, you know, you didn't have like a park ticket this day. So that's kind of neat that you were able, I mean, you were on a boat, but like you were able to be in the park without a park ticket for this cruise, which is really cool. Cause if you were to do like a dessert party or something at magic kingdom, obviously you'd have to have a park ticket. Yeah. So that's kind of neat that that's kind of like a workaround to get and That in. was kind of my intention too. I was like, we're going to the park every day. Okay. Was that it for this yeah, that was quote it. unquote rest rest day? Yeah. And so the next day is our last park day. So we had a reservation for Epcot, but we made a plan the night before like what, what rides do you want to do this day? Because we, this is our last day. So we're going to Epcot and then we're going to Hollywood studios. And then we have the magic kingdom extra hours this whole day. So we knew we were going to have to take a break because to be able to make it, because the magic kingdom extra hours were from 10 PM to midnight. So that's pretty late. Yeah. <laughs> even, even for us. And especially since we've been going for the full week. Sure. All right. So what's, what's the revised plan for today? Okay. So we got genie plus for $24. Um, I got, I was very successful for the virtual queue this morning. I got cosmic rewind at group 13. So we got that. And then while I impressive, yeah, I, I don't know what I did differently. I think I did the same thing every day, but, um, the Remy's lightning lane got booked by standby skipper for nine Oh five return time. So we knew when we go in the park, we're going straight to Remy's and then we're going to cosmic rewind. That's our plan. Um, we did not rope drop this day because we had had a long day the night before and we didn't there wasn't anything we needed to rope drop that we felt we needed to so we got on remy's at 9 25 and our cosmic the interesting thing about this day is cosmic rewind it gave us a return time by 9 40. the park didn't even open until nine so that's not even a full hour so we're getting off of remy's and my my older son is stressed that we're not going to make our cosmic rewind. And I'm like, if we're late, as long as we're in the first hour, I think that they should let us on. Like, I don't think it should be an issue. And we, we scanned in at nine 45 and we didn't even say anything. We just scanned and we were fine. But I just thought that was interesting. 
With Cosmic Rewind, they're super lenient with the free uh-huh. virtual queue. You could have gone at any point during the day. With okay. Tron, they are way more strict and they will, unless you have like a restaurant receipt or something to show like this is why this I is missed, why. they are going to be way more strict and there's a good chance they won't let you on. But but Guardians, um, yeah, they'll you if you had fully missed it, they still would have let you on. That's so it, you yeah. you were safe. I know that doesn't help now, but yeah. no, but, um, I told but them, yeah, you I were safe. I heard your podcast say that. And mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to be within 10, 15 minutes. Like we will be fine. And I'm like, if we, we can even show them, we went straight from Remy's to here. It's not like we like did anything else, but oh, I got, I got a frozen lightning lane for 1055. I'm not sure how I got that. If it was um, the skipper or myself, but we, we got on right at 1056 and the standby at this time was 65 minutes. So it was definitely more crowded today um, and it was hotter. This was this was probably the hottest day, I think, because you were there as well. This is on the um, 14th. Yeah, this um, is when it was, it like, feels like was like 105 or 106 five. all day. Yeah. All day. It never got better. It never got better at any point. So this is when we decided to start drinking. So we, got, <laughs> <laughs> we, we went to the um, um, Citrus Blossom. They have the orange sunshine wine slushy we got a couple of those and then we went to a brunch cop booth because my son wanted to get um they have the little um fried cinnamon roll bites so we got fried cinnamon roll bites um avocado toast and then i got a peach bellini and my husband got the cold brew cocktail and those were all really good there isn't really any seating to like eat your food so like we were kind of out in the sun and my husband was like go to connections like you know that's where and so we ended up going in there and my older son got a Mickey pretzel. So that was kind of like our like brunch quotes, huh? like breakfast, lunch. But my husband didn't really eat anything. So we did a um, mobile order for Regal Eagle. Um, but they didn't open until almost noon. I think it was like 1145. Yeah, Stuff in World Showcase opens much later. And we ended up taking the boat um, over to Morocco. Where did it start at? Wherever we were on our side, we took it to Morocco. So we didn't have to walk all the way around. And we got the um, ribs and the burnt end fries. And those were both really good. And we were able to sit inside and it was the air conditioning in there is like the best I felt Top out of notch. all the places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you walk in and you're like, we're in America. You're like, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then after this, we were, those are the three rides that we wanted to go on. So we went on those three rides in Epcot and we're headed back to our resort. And on the way out, we stopped by France and got, I got a Frosé and my husband got a French beer and they were both good, but we didn't realize that you have to drink them before you leave. Oh no. So you're park. like pounding <laughs> your drinks at, at the exit over there. <laughs> well, we, there's a store, there's a store right before the exit, um, what is it around the world or something like world um, traders or something yeah, yeah. so we went yeah. in there so my son was happy because he ended up getting some of the um candy popcorn and um, so we just finished our drinks in the air conditioning and then walked back to our room so we could like refresh and then something neat that happened was we were in our lot in the lobby of the yacht club and donald and goofy showed up and they were in their like 100th anniversary gear and they did like a cool like interaction with because they at the yacht club they have like the like the boat steering wheel and stuff and so like donald was steering the ship and they had this like whole pirate thing and goofy my son noticed that goofy took off his hat and that's apparently not something that he seems that to do a lot but i don't think i've ever seen him do that yeah so he like had taken off his hat and was like dancing with it and so that was kind of a neat thing and we got some pictures with donald and they did have a photo pass 
person there. So we actually got some photo pass pictures with, with Donald. Oh, that's um, great. I love this. I love surprise character interactions. Yeah. So we were back at our resort for like two ish hours, like just re- resting, relaxing. And then we took the Skyliner to Hollywood studios. We had a um, lightning lane for Mickey and Minnie. So we got on there at two forty nine, and then immediately got one for tower of terror for three Oh five. So we like, we were just like churning through the lightning lanes. Um, when we got in the lightning lane line, it was pretty long and people were starting to get out of line. And they said, this is the only time that we were like any issues with rides, um, that they were only running half the cars. So we did wait, like we got off in half an hour. So we waited like maybe 20 minutes in this, in the lightning lane. But if you were standby, you were definitely waiting way longer. Oh yeah. To wait that long in a lightning lane. Yeah. So we lucked out because we, we had the lightning lane and then we, um, the skipper booked us a lightning lane for rock and roller coaster for like at four Oh five. And I tried to keep modifying it because I wanted, we were just trying to get out of Hollywood studios as fast as we could. Um, I was able to modify it to three fifty, So we were able to get on like 20 minutes sooner and we got up, we were off at four o'clock. So we were only in Hollywood studios, maybe an hour and a half and got on those three rides. And then we had to find some more press pennies because that's, that's something that's necessary. Um, so we, we got some more Hollywood studios, press pennies, and then we were back on the, um, Skyliner to our resort to rest because we had to be back in Epcot for a space 220 lounge reservation. Talk to me about space 220 lounge. First of all, did you have any difficulty getting the reservation? Yes, I did. And so I ended up, um, I used a service to book it for us because I even just doing like the mouse dining, like the notification was not fast enough. And it, um, I don't know if you want me to say the name of the service or not, but please do. um, Yeah. No. What did you use? Um, I used add more magic and it's $3 a person and then a dollar more for anyone after three people. So it was $10 for my party. Of okay. Four. I'm, I have never used them before. So, um, what, what exactly do they do? It's they, you put in like your request and your time, and then they, they only charge you if they are able to get your reservation. So it's, I didn't get charged until like a week because the reservation came, I think it was like two weeks before our trip. So it worked out because then I wasn't thinking about it. Cause I was going to be checking every day. Yeah. It was nice because I just got the notification that they booked it. What's it called again? Add more magic. And that is not an app. That is just a website. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. It worked out for us because after being there and looking in the lounge and I chatted with the cast member, they have four tables of two and four tables of four. So there's eight tables in the lounge. I've eaten in the lounge. It's, it's small. Eating in the dining room is expensive. Yeah, it wouldn't because the Disney adult kids, it would have been close the to prefix meal price. Yeah. Yeah. They can't just pick and choose. It's like, this is a flat dollar amount and it's, exp- it's not cheap. It's not cheap. So all right, you, you managed to get the lounge, which is a la carte yes. way better yes. <laughs> for your budget. Um, what did everybody think? They loved it. But I will say that we took an Uber back to Epcot because we didn't want to have to walk all the way through World Showcase. We wanted to just get dropped off at the front. So it was way faster and it was only it was less than ten dollars. So that was a that was if you do want to get to the front of the park, it is possible from the yacht club or those resorts. Um, but the worth the few bucks. Yeah, it was worth yeah, like it that. was worth price yeah. of admission. We really I really liked the elevator to get to the restaurant. That was really cool. The food we really liked. There was a cauliflower, tempura cauliflower. The, the buffalo yes. cauliflower. Yes. Oh, that was so that's what I had too. 
It was so good. So, so good. And then both my kids love chicken and waffles. So we were going to order those for both of them, but she warned that it was spicy. So my younger son was like, well, I'll just get a kid's meal then. So we ended up buying the, the prefix kids meal. So his mac and cheese was $29. Oh, yeah. So the mac and cheese costs more than the chicken and waffles, which were not very, they, to me, they were not spicy at all. I was going to say, so I don't, I don't eat um, chicken anymore, but uh-huh. my son ordered the chicken and waffles when we went and at no point did he say that that was spicy. Yeah. So we probably should have just gotten them. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised to hear that. Um, hmm. I so, guess, you know, people have different definitions of spicy maybe yeah. is the answer. So, but the chicken, my, my other son really loved the chicken dipping in the in the um, syrup and that he actually ended up giving me his waffles because my, what did my husband get? Um, is there like a ribs or some kind of other meat thing he got? And then we, um, we split the cauliflower and we both really enjoyed that. And then they had really good drinks there too. I got one that had boba in it and then he had one that had Red Bull in it and he, he thought it was really good. And they're just the, the way they display them is really cute. And then we got talked into getting the the plastic cups for my kids, the rocket ship cups, <laughs> $5 souvenir that they get to probably never use again. But so maybe this wasn't as good on your wallet as I had. It was had definitely it cheaper be. than doing the prefix because even with our drinks and stuff, it was, it was like 150. So it was, it was definitely less expensive and we got the same experience. So if you're able to get the lounge, then I, and you, and you can still order the prefix meal. So if you want it, you can. And I, I like being in the lounge, being a little further back, you get a view of all of the windows. You can see all of them. And I think that's cool as opposed to being like so close that maybe you can only really get a good view out of the one window if you're in the dining area. And we had thought that as well, because there are some people that are on the very side and we're like, they're not really seeing anything. They're only seeing the one window. That's all just space. There's nothing really else to see. Um, that, yeah, so that was really good. Um, and we, from there we're, um, headed to the monorail to go to magic kingdom for the fireworks and the extended evening hours. Um, we lucked out and I knew I wanted to kind of stand near Casey's corner. I'd heard that's a good place for fireworks viewing, but we moved further up to, I don't know if it's a bridge or just a walkway, but they hadn't put the yellow tape down yet. And there was another family there of like 15 that we were next to. And they're like, once they put the yellow tape down, just make sure you're right behind the yellow tape because then no one can be in front of you. And that worked out perfectly because then we were in the front and there was airflow because if you're in the middle of that pack, I can only imagine how how hot it would get. Yeah. But so much body odor yeah. and <laughs> and heat and so it was it, it was a, like we were dead center in front of the castle at the yellow tape and it was it was we really liked this show. I love the projections on the castle and the and then Tinkerbell did fly at the end. How how far in advance were you guys there? It was 40 minutes before. So it wasn't too bad. And like, like I said, the family next was really nice. They ended up giving us um, the little, not snap bracelets, the ones that light up the glow bracelets. They gave my boys glow bracelets because they had enough for their, from their family. And, and they were a bigger family, like with strollers and stuff. So they, they kind of took up a lot of space. So it was nice. Like it, we didn't feel crowded and they let us kind of stand in front of their stroller so that no one else would get behind us. And it was, it was nice. So right when the fireworks were ending, we knew we wanted to head over to Pirates. 
because we hadn't been on Pirates of the Caribbean yet. And we had a lightning lane. So we kind of started walking. Once we saw Tinkerball flying, we started walking towards there because we didn't want to be stuck in the like crowd going back towards Main Street. Because we we do know that from, from Disneyland. So um, we got, we got, we walked right on Pirates and it was, it was cool, but it was way shorter than the Pirates in California. It is, it is so, way shorter. Yeah. So it was kind of like when it was over, we're like, oh, this is it. It kind of surprised me, <laughs> like, but it was still yeah. fun. Um, and then we went on Big Thunder. Um, we had a lightning lane, so it worked out because the people that had come from the fireworks, the um, standby was listed, was posted at like 30 minutes and we walked right on with the lightning lane at 955. So this is before the extra hours even start. And we love Big Thunder. I don't know if I talked about it enough in the the first day, but it was, it, that was probably one of my favorite rides. It seems more intense. It was very, it was more intense than the one in California or it seemed that way. And I love riding it at night. That's my favorite time to ride it. So it was, it was really cool. And so by the time you get off, I assume the hours are starting now. Yes. I don't know if I said, I got the Tron um, virtual queue. I had to do, I did that at six o'clock. All right. So again, with the virtual queue, this time yeah. for Tron and, and it we was, were successful. We were number 226 called back. So that was like, we were kind of nervous because we saw it was like 190 when the park was closing. So we're like, we still have a while until it's ours. So after Big Thunder, I had, got, I had not gotten a Dole Whip yet. So I went and got a Dole Whip and got the, they have a float that has like the cake pop with the pineapple. pineapple. Oh, that was really good. And my son got a, um, a regular Dole Whip that, so she made my Dole Whip and then she went and made the float. So by the time she came back, that Dole Whip was almost melted. And I like, I mentioned something. I was like, this is pretty melted because I was bringing it to my family. He wasn't standing there. And she was like, she, the way that she said, do you want me to make it again? I was like, no, that's okay. It's fine. But then when I got to my son, it was like, it got all over him. It was, I should have had her remake it. <laughs> so, so that was, that was unfortunate timing, but we, uh, luckily I had wipes and stuff. So he got all wiped down and everything was okay, <laughs> but it was, I should have just gotten myself the flow and not thought about anyone else. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also a way to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, from there we walked on Haunted Mansion. So at this point we're in the extra hours and literally like there's no waits. We walked on Haunted Mansion and then from there we walked on Small World. And this point my, my, um, younger son fell asleep because we're at like, what time was this? Um, we were at, it was 10 45, almost 11 o'clock. So it was, it was the end of a very long trip. And then, um, our Tron group finally got called back for two. We got called back at 11.05 PM. And this is when we walked up and the line was past the Tron sign. Oh, and we all looked at each other. Like, what do we want to do? Do we want to wait in this line? There's no lightning lane. So we knew it wouldn't move too slow, but at the same time, like it's late. So we all wanted to wait except for my youngest son. So I held him and he slept for maybe like 15, 20 minutes while we waited. But then when we got up to the, like where the cast members are that they scan you for the deluxe. Um, they wanted to check his height because I'm holding him. So they probably thought like, Oh, is he not telling? Yeah. So then, so he, he stood and he's fine. And then by then he kind of like started to perk up again. Cause he'd been on the ride before it was fun, you know, and we got off the ride. We were on the ride after midnight. So wait, what time did you get in line? 1105. So it was a full so it was hour. An hour? Yeah. That's brutal for this. Cause again, it eats an entire hour. That's half of your time there at the park of your extended hour. So I did hear the cast members telling um, some other um, guests that like, as long as you're in line before midnight for Tron and you have the lightning, the virtual queue, they'll let you on. 
So you could go and do all the other rides and then come right at like 1155 and get in line. I'm sure the cast members would not appreciate that, but that, that is something. <laughs> yeah, that's assuming though you can hold out until yes. 1 a.m. You yeah. know, and yeah, seeing as you had to carry your son, I don't know that that would have worked for you, no, for your was, group. But yeah, no. but for somebody else, that might be a good tip. We walked back to the buses. So we, we were off the ride at 1215. So we didn't leave the park until almost 1230. And there was still like a lot of people on Main Street, like there was photo pass photographers taking pictures still. At that time, I was surprised. I kind of thought at midnight was kind of a hard stop for stuff like that. But there was still a lot of people there. And we it we didn't get on. We got on the third bus when we got to the, the bus station. I was going to ask how the buses were because, again, it's not like the full park. It's yeah. only people with deluxe resorts. So I was curious how the buses would look. Um Still crowded? This was definitely the longest that we waited for buses. And mm, okay. with the way that they load the, um, if anyone's on like assistance cart, they load those first. And the, I, I, I mean, maybe because it was late and we were tired, it took like the longest to load these at this time <laughs> of night. And then when we got on our bus and we were headed back, our driver didn't normally go to Yacht Club, I guess. So he went to the wrong entrance. And so we had to back out of the entrance that he had gone to. Oh my gosh. So it was like, <laughs> it was one o'clock in the morning. We're just like, please let us back like, to what? our room. You're like, what is, what is happening here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I dreaming? What's yeah. going on? But you eventually made it. Yes. We were back in our room in bed about 1.30. So that was the longest day. But we had definitely, we didn't feel super exact because we had rested throughout the day. Like, and we took our time with the things we wanted to do, but it was, it was a, it was a good way to end because we left Magic Kingdom. We were looking at the castle and that was our last park day. So it was, it was a nice way to end that. Okay. And you didn't have like an early flight or anything. No, our flight wasn't until set, well, scheduled to leave at 745 the next day. So we still had a full day resort day. Um, we slept in until after nine and housekeeping knocked on our door and we didn't have one of those. We never were able to find one of those little signs to put on the door or I probably would have. So I, and this was the day we were checking out. So I was kind of surprised that they would knock on our door. Um, so I called to see if we could get late checkout, but because it was already nine o'clock, they said that there's only a certain number of people they let do late checkout because they have rooms to clean. And so she said that we could be out by 1130, which was fine because we were going to go to breakfast or go to lunch at, um, the poly anyways. So we just, that just encouraged us to, to pack up our stuff quicker and, <laughs> and get ready. You end up just kind of resort hopping before your flight. Yes. So you said that there were issues with your flight home. What happened? So we, um, were, we got to the airport in plenty of time and we ate dinner there. Our flight was supposed to be a 745. It was delayed because of storms. And then even when they were letting flights go, it was only one flight every like five to 10 minutes. So it took an extra half an hour, even once we were like on the runway. So we were on the plane. Our flight there was five something hours on the flight, the way back we had to avoid storms too. So it took closer to like six and a half and we were on the plane over seven with all of the, Oh man. What, what time did you end up getting home? Um, well our flight arrived at 1am and <laughs> we are like almost a two hour drive from the airport. So we didn't get home until 3am. Oh, so, you still drove home. Yes. I don't know. I might've yeah. just stayed at a hotel was, by the airport at that point. Rough, it was a rough day, but, um, we, we had had a good day because we'd gone to the poly and we'd gone to the, all the resorts on the monorail loop. So it was like, it was not like we were not tired from that. Like it wasn't, if we had done a park that day, oh man, we probably would have been <laughs> real bad, but we, we did sleep on the plane. All of us did, which I typically do not. But I think because we were just Disney tired, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So as a Disneyland person, a Disneyland expert, and this is your first Disney World trip, would you do a Disney World? Would you trek all the way to Florida again? Not in June. So everyone we talked to was like, do not go May to September-ish. So we're, um, if we ever do go again, it will be January, February, maybe March before spring break. I, I thought the crowds were not bad, but we definitely utilized Genie Plus and the standby skipper that helped immensely. So we, we definitely would go back, but not anytime soon. We have plans to go to Disneyland, um, for Oogie Boogie Bash in September, and then we, ha- we do have another Disney cruise planned out of Port Canaveral next year, but I don't think it'll be as bad because we'll be on a cruise ship and we can just go to the pool. Like it's not the same as trekking through parks. Are you planning on tacking any park days at we all? We haven't decided. My, my brother and his family are going as well and they, they typically try to add things. So we'll see. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do an after hours if it's available or something like that where we're not in the sun. Or a fireworks cruise, maybe. That was really cool. The after hours events are 100% worth the money because you can do everything in such a short amount of time and you're not in the sun. sun. You're not yeah. in the hot, hot sun. Um, what's your biggest takeaway as a Disneyland person, your biggest piece of advice for somebody who's maybe used to Disneyland, which is less planning and less chaotic? I have a few. I mean, the, the Instacart definitely helped us because we had all the water. We didn't have to buy any water in the park. And that saved us money too with the snacks and stuff. And then we also got canned coffees. So we would start with those in the morning instead of having to stop at Joffrey's before. Um, We brought multiple pairs of shoes to change because you, I feel like you cannot wear the same pair of shoes every day. And then I brought really good sandals to wear. So I would change into those in the afternoon. So then my feet could have time to breathe and mm-hmm. not be. Or if it rains and your shoes yeah. get wet. Yeah. Um, that was, you, we lucked out. You don't realize how long it takes for shoes shoe. to dry until you've soaked them. <laughs> And we lucked out because it only rained that one first evening and not one ride was broken down on us, which is insane to me because that's a Disney thing. Whenever we go to Indiana Jones, we just know (laughs) it's going to be breaking down. Right. Um, The refillable water bottles, personal fans, and then a portable phone charger too. That was something else because my phone, I have an older phone, so it does not hold a charge. But those, all of those things combined and then the collapsible duffel. And then we also had a collapsible laundry basket. So like my boys actually had the hamper to use, like, so it kept our room organized and clean. Um, but just pack your patience too. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because <laughs> everyone, someone's having their worst day. Someone is definitely like, we passed quite a few people that were having their not, not a great time. And it's like, you're spending all this money and you definitely want the to heat brings it out too. And then there's so much pressure because you're spending all of this money yeah. that you're like, you're going to have fun. You know, we kept and saying we paid that's... money for this. We paid money. Yeah. For this. <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, we use standby skipper. Like, I think it would be good if you're going more than one day, because I think it was $25 for one day, but for the full week, it was 45. So for multiple days, it was worth it. I don't know if I would pay 25 for one day or not. I, I agree with that. I used it for two days, so obviously paid the 45. But I was like, I don't know if even two days is worth it. If it was a longer stretch, 45, I probably wouldn't have thought too much about. But yeah, for one or two days, mm, longer than that. Yeah, I agree. You had a lot of great tips. I think this is going to be really helpful for a lot of people. Thank you for sharing your trip with me. Oh, thanks for having me. This is awesome. I've I've been a listener for a long time. So this oh, is like, thank you. I love hearing that. <laughs> that like I get to like be on the other side. My son and I have been listening together and he was very excited. He's like, you get to be on it now. That makes me so happy. Thank you again to Amanda for sharing her trip with me. A lot of really 
great tips on this episode, a lot of fun Disney magic, right? That's why we're all here. If you're interested in being a guest, sharing your trip with me, I'd love to hear from you. There's a link in the show notes where you can leave me a voicemail message. Um, And if everything works out, I'd love to get back to you and have you on the show. Next week, I will be going on my own trip, not a Disney trip, although I will be in Orlando for part of the time. We're actually doing a Royal Caribbean cruise. So I'm going to put this question out here. I had asked this in Instagram on my stories, but I'm going to ask my podcast listeners as well, because when we get back, we want to do a comparison. We had just done a Disney cruise not that long ago. Now we're doing a Royal Caribbean cruise to celebrate me turning 29, you know, for the 11th time as, you know, one does. So I want to do a comparison. Um, And so I want to know what questions you guys have. So if there's anything you want me to check out while we're there, any specific questions, any general vague questions, whatever you got, feel free to reach out. Um, You can shoot me a message through Facebook or Instagram, send me an email, whatever you want to do. I would love to know your questions so that I can check those out before we head out next week. So we do, while I'm gone, have a few episodes lined up. We are going to be discussing holiday parties next week, not just Christmas, not just Halloween, but but all of it. Um, the new party at Hollywood Studios, because a lot of people are asking me about that. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about tips for both the Halloween and the Christmas parties. So you'll definitely want to check that out. And I think we're going to have a little pre, pre-cruise teaser. So be sure to check in for those. Otherwise, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you in the parks. 